Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the most Danzig lovingest podcast in all us? the known multiverse. Okay. Oh, it's definitely us. It's either us or Danzig cast. Oh, yeah. They're pretty big, yeah. too. Or Glenn Danzig. Yeah, or Glenn Danzig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's probably his biggest fan. I'm talking dead and lovely, your favorite is horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse. Here with the host with the most, as always, why, it's me, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And we have in the studio today a very, very special guest. Why, it's the person who has been crowned Mother of the Year. No? One of my bestest friends in all the galaxy. Why, I'm talking about my homegirl, Lindsay. Say what's up, Lindsay. Hi. Hi. That's oh. so sweet. Like, I feel... Yeah. You did it. Mother of the Year. Mother of the That's, Year, Lindsay I had Stick. no idea. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. We have a sash and a trophy to present you with later. Oh my God. Like, I was just waiting for someone to come through like with... <laughs> Yeah. The sash and the flowers. Uh-huh. And well, I wanted to wait until after so we could get good pictures. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Sneak my baby in here. And I'm sure. Like, oh, dang it. Dang. I thought I was getting away from her nope. for an hour. No, you got to take pictures. I've always wanted to get a big check. Just a really big check. We got to do that at this Gangbanger show. I will come out yeah. in a suit with like some flower under my nose yeah, and yeah. a big check. I like it. It needs to be exactly for how much those big checks cost to make. Right. <laughs> This is probably thirty six forty five. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So we broke even. Good deal. Good deal. Well, you guys listening to this show need to know a little bit about old Lindsay here. Lindsay and I have known each other for oh how long? God. I mean, back when I had a bowl cut and you were semi gothic. Serious. Right? I don't yeah. know these times. You had, oh, yeah. yeah. You had a bowl cut and like clunker shoes. Yeah, big old like, clunky big shoes. shoes. What? Yeah, that's right. We met working at a catering service at Carson Newman College. Carson Christian Newman College in Jefferson <laughs> yes. City. Which I maintain is still probably my least favorite job I think that I've ever had. That, wow. Really? I hated like, it I so much. I barely remember that job. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was just like it was the same thing every fucking day. Like the only thing that changed is is it black pants or khaki pants today? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, think, oh. I definitely think that you worked there a lot more than I did. Yeah, probably. I needed the money and stuff, so I think I'll be I probably honest was. with you, serving tables, if I had to choose between yeah. two pairs of pants, I'd just quit. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck it. I'll wear like, the pants I'm wearing. Don't make me Do have you, to think about this. Yeah. Let's say that was probably the year 2003. I think Ooh. so. Yeah. What yeah, probably. do you think that we got paid per Oh hour? my god. Do, I can't remember it all Probably six fifty or something like that. I, I would yeah, say six twenty-five, six fifty yeah. for like probably five hours of just the worst people. Yeah, Ooh. and the worst you had food. to wait on. Yeah, it was at least always they couldn't the choose worst. what they got. Yeah, oh, right, right. Yeah, but it was What's coffee at ten p.m. It, it was just always the same old people and like old ass men with giant ears and noses. No. You come to like <laughs> take their plate away because they had like one piece of lettuce left on there. They're uh-huh. like, no, Listen, I'm gonna I'm finish that. that. I'm not done. <laughs> oh my god, it was the worst. But Lindsay and I, we met there and then we ended up crossing paths a lot more because we were both in the in the Knoxville music scene. Making yeah. the music together. Music the Morristown music scene. Morristown, yeah. more specifically. You gotta keep yeah. it real to you I was roots. gonna say, because I remember in 2005 I met both of you. Yeah. And I remember seeing you guys both play the downtown. The downtown. downtown. Yeah, yeah. I missed the fucking downtown. That place was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. So our bands played together a lot. We started hanging out a lot because we had a lot of mutual friends, started having some parties and stuff together. And then I eventually ended up playing temporarily in your old band mm-hmm. where we just totally slummed it and like slept in vans and Walmart parking lots. And I remember every day 
you would say, you know what this beats? Beats working. Beats working. It really does. You were so positive about Mm -hmm. just living in between my brother and Joel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing, though, is there's something about being that age where it's like, you know, you're just out of high school, maybe just into college. Yep. At most, you're paying rent. Uh-huh. And you're just like, I'm out here in, you know, New Mexico or Santa Fe or whatever. I'm a million miles away from home. And this is like before social media and stuff. So when you were out what there, we you do? were really disconnected. Yeah. yeah. It's it like, like you were in another world. In a traveling oh. time capsule. It's just yeah. you and these like three dudes just stinking and like washing oh, yourself man. eating hot yeah. ready pizzas and five dollar or one dollar five piece nuggets from wendy's i definitely <laughs> learned a lot more there than i did in college oh hell yeah absolutely so now wait are we not mentioning the name of the band for a particular reason oh vertigo vertigo because yeah. it's an awesome band they were yeah an awesome i still listen band. to vertigo Do you? yeah yeah sometimes I have, wait, you guys had two albums or i only have two did you have more Two full lengths, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think some EPs. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then, like maybe like once a mm-hmm. year, I'll get really drunk. And listen to it. Yeah. Cry. Do you like it? Like, all my old stuff. It was so good. Get that good it's ugly so cry going cool. on. Do your shoulders move up and down? <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I have this thing where it's like, he knows like every month or so I just need to like go to the guest room and just go on a journey yeah, through right. time uh-huh. and like, totally. relive I don't know it's nostalgic it's oh, nostalgia I, I is a drug it I just pops up on, uh, on because I, I have them on my iTunes I just yeah. put my iTunes on shuffle pops up all the time honestly like pretty regular yeah. yeah what I hate is when all of a sudden like I'm at a place and someone mm. will play it because they think it's <laughs> yeah, funny it's really and I'm awkward. like I'm not yeah. ready for this right, right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> nobody yeah. hear this uh huh or the, the expectant thing where it comes on and then they just kind of like stare at you like are they realizing it's their yeah, song yet and it's like you. yes I knew literally from the second it came on uh-huh. at this yes. point I just I've walk out it. and make it really awkward yeah I'm not doing this I right. would just have to go with what is this fucking shit? Turn this off. Like, uh, always that have to just go straight. To, yeah, fuck this stuff. That guitar playing is terrible. Uh, I do the nostalgia thing and like listen back to my old band stuff. Well, human poop I do was that. awesome. Old man. human poop, yeah. Ark, all that stuff. You guys were both in great bands. Like, hey, you, know you don't what? have to be. Human poop was amazing. Yeah, Ark was something I was really, really proud right. of too. Ark did some really, really Kinda awesome. Like, that was all instrumental, right? Really yeah. low key wanted to sing for Ark for oh, a while. Oh, that would yeah. fucking. <laughs> I, I high key wanted that. Yeah. Where that happened, and we're not sitting here right now. I know, now. right? Because we've dominated the globe. Yeah. No, I still, I still want that to have happened for sure. So we became fast friends, and even after, um, after you got out of playing music, and I started playing with a bunch of other bands, doing YouTube and all that jazz, we've just kept in touch and been fast friends ever since. And one of the things that I think really has made us bond together in our post-music scene lives is the world of horror films. And your wife. And my wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I met you first, I think, and then Kate started going to college with you, right? Or did she meet you first? I can't remember. Oh, man. She's shaking her little German fist right now. I think that (laughs) I met her first. Yeah. And then, no, I met you first, and you told me all about her. And then she came back the next semester, and she was like, I'm from New York. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to a liberal arts college. (laughs) 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 But then y'all figured it out. Yeah. Y'all That's just cool. had one good scissoring encounter, and yeah. we're just good ever since then. That's how Ben and I got together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just scissor our balls together. You, <laughs> guys met in, you met in college. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we met at it was like, Walter State. Yeah, pretty much right after I got home from Russia. Like, 
Yeah, I started at Walter State. And yeah. Like, one of the first days, because I was talking to Holy, Holy Fard. Holy Fard. Holy Fard, and she was like, this is my friend Ben. Yeah. And I was like, something about a hooker in my trunk. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but there was a joke yeah. about a hooker in the And trunk. then I think we probably had a yep. hot and ready pizza after that, yep. too. <laughs> it was like, that's just what we do for the next two years. I'm starting to realize most of my like great relationships are centered around hot Little and ready Caesar. pizzas. Wow. I'm How pretty long sure. has it been since you've had Maybe hot two weeks. and ready? Really? Really? Two weeks, yeah. Oh, Spoiler, still good. <laughs> still good. Okay, I, did, I had one um, maybe a month ago. Emily and I were like, fuck it. We didn't want to spend a lot of money, but we did want pizza. Yeah. Got it. Hadn't been, I hadn't had one in like six years, maybe. And it was fine. I was yeah. surprised because, like, I remember being tired of it in college because it was just like, you can it's like a frozen on pizza, but it's like a frozen pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still pizza, yeah. correct? The pizza was the key word right there. Yeah. But it's not, it's not great. Yeah. I but it's fine. I remember at the end of my pregnancy, mm-hmm. just always craving the. The breadsticks. The oh yeah, the crazy bread. That crazy bread. Uh-huh. That is, I would say that is their number one thing, yeah. like that they have over every other pizza what place. Is that crazy bread? On that, I don't know. It's like so much butter. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably margarine. I doubt it's even oh, butter. Yeah. Honestly, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. bunch of garbage. So Lindsay, whenever you think horror, I want to, I want to get down here. I want to, I want the fans to know the origins of your, of your horror fascination. Have you always been into horror movies, or is it something that, like? Develop later in life. I know for myself, I grew up so conservative, I wasn't allowed to watch any of that stuff when I was a kid. Where did it start with you? I definitely did not grow up watching horror movies. I yeah. do have a really weird memory of this one that I think eventually I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, okay. The Rejuvenator. I don't know that it was, one. Mm. I think it came out in 88. And okay. I think it's about the potion of youth or something like that. Okay. And okay. so the potion would go out and the lady would get just like scary looking okay huh. and it really messed me up and my brother would go around just going i'm the rejuvenator <laughs> <laughs> dude what was the deal with older brothers just consistently being the worst to no, be no. like i know what freaks you out so i'm gonna do that yeah to you all the time mm-hmm. uh, there's too many stories to get into yeah uh so i didn't really grow up watching horror movies uh-huh. in high school you know i liked scream and yeah yeah, yeah. Stupid, mm-hmm. of course like, slasher ones. hey yeah scream ain't scream's great i'm but on board there were a, scream. a ton of real bad ones in that time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh once i started in my early 20s maybe middle 20s with the being introduced to the ganja. Oh, look out. Ah, yeah, yeah. Also, that talking about the old sticky icky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I started uh, watching found footage oh, horror yeah. movies. Yeah. And for some reason, I could my mind could bend it to where I thought it was kind of real. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real. I don't, know, there, I don't know. Like yeah. I, I barely remember any of them. Like a Blair Witch and stuff like that? Mm. Like VHS, I think, VHS is the one is that great. I started with. Yeah, VHS. Oh, man. It's found footage and also just shorts yeah so you don't have to you really don't need like, attention yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so exactly perfect and then we i my husband and i just started like every single night just like watching new horror yeah, movies there's a awesome. period honestly while, yeah. when we started getting into it i feel like horror really stepped up their like yes their yes game it's gotten so great in the past decade I would yeah say. really there's honestly a lot of good stuff. when they announced the oscars that there was going to be a new category i was like oh, it's gonna be horror yeah it has to be nope nope i don't even remember what it was what is mm. it 
It's best not horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but horror. Yeah, pretty much. So when you think about some of like your favorite horror flicks that you've watched, where do, where do you kind of put yourself? Like every, everybody that listens to the show knows that we love like The Shining, Texas right. Chainsaw, The Witch, right? Yeah. A lot of those. What's some of your favorites that come to mind? Ones that I. <laughs> I guess when I was in doing music and in yeah. college and, you know, trying to be a little more artsy, I really loved Rosemary's Baby yeah. and yeah. The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like watching any of, like, the popular ones at the uh-huh. time, like, the like go- hated gory, just yeah. for yeah. gory's sake movies. Hostile but, and yeah. stuff. Ugh, yeah. Though I've been you know, told we need to give that another look. Not, I've been told. I've never watched it. Actually. Out of all of those, was probably okay. My we should, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch that. That's still like yeah. never Saw seen it. and yeah, yeah Saw's terrible. You haven't seen Hostel? I've never seen. I Hostel. actually think you might like Hostel. Yeah. Well, damn. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we'll we, put it up. Maybe we are too. Because this is technically we are now. We're we're recording this ahead of time, but we are in Grime. Yeah, that's true. This is not a Grime movie. We're doing this for Mother's Day. This is Day. for Mother's Day. What's grimy? Oh, We're like doing grind? grimy movies. Grimy yeah, just grimy movies. Yeah, so uh, last May. week was House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Next week, we're doing the French movie Frontiers. Maybe we do. Maybe we throw a little uh, hostel in there. Maybe we do. Seems we'll like a pretty grimy kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, let's do a little Votsky right. right there. Let's do a little Votsky. Okay, so um, you started getting into those then. The newer ones that I've really loved is like Hereditary, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck, The Witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched The Witch together. Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh huh. Green Room. We watched together. Uh, I don't think I could watch that one again. That was dude, brutal. I'm telling you, man. Well, I, like I talked about it on the being episode. Being in dude. a band, I yeah. mean, it's very real. It's very I feel like real. I have been in that green room. I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, especially playing like metal and playing all these scummy places where you show up and there are yeah. neo Nazis and stuff. Fuck, man. You know who loves metal? Neo-Nazis. Apparently they do. Yeah. Man. So yeah, that movie was rough. The Duke was one that we Boba watched together. Oh, that's a great movie. Duke was amazing one. The Shining. I can watch yeah. once a month. Yeah, I, same. That's just a piece of artwork. It really yeah. is. Infinitely watchable. Yeah. And your wife gave me the book to read a couple years ago. Yeah. And the book is so different yeah, yeah. and so terrifying yeah it's yeah. absolutely terrifying i've but heard the that two things can just stand completely on their own totally agree they're so just separate in my mind oh, okay yeah definitely. made for tv probably <laughs> right actually at the top um, <laughs> where i lack i feel like in horror movies and you know this because it, we talk about it all the time is i really do just need to sit down and watch like all the Halloweens, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Some of the big like franchises. Of, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen any. I think I've seen Halloween. Yeah, I haven't just really the first just, one? Like Hellraiser. Or, You've never seen Hellraiser? No. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Anything from that time period. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll give you spoilers. With pretty much all those series, watch the first three and then yeah. expect to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. That's basically how they all Although go. Though with Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, watch the first four yeah. and then be disappointed. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty I'll much. be pretty proud of myself if I can watch the first one. I'll yeah, be 13 part five. The first too. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th part five is pretty good. good. Yeah. The first Nightmare on Elm Street, I think you could easily think through because it's it. a legit good movie. Yeah, it's great. But then after that, yeah, you might get real bored with them. I just don't really like franchisey stuff yeah. when yeah. it comes to movies. No yeah, I get that. Except for Harry Potter. Oh, of yeah, course. Of course. <laughs> the ultimate franchise. Uh-huh. Guys, I need to get me a pull. I get feel a pull. Like, I feel like I need to whet my whistle. Lindsay mm-hmm. has brought us just a bevy of fine selections here from the Merchants of Bear in Knoxville, Tennessee, including one right here that I'm super stoked about. I talked about this 
a couple weeks yeah, ago, whenever we had some Trim Tab beer on the show, uh-huh. this is their Breakfast Hero, which is a, what is it, Lindsay? It's like a maple coffee donut stout yeah. thing. I think it's like 9%. I think you're supposed to drink it before 10 a.m. Is that oh, the deal? Okay. Yeah. Right. We're missing out. Damn. Dude, it's so fucking good. Hey, I it's can't always wait for you before 10 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, I can't wait for you to try this because yeah. it seriously tastes like... I smell it. ...a maple donut and mm. a cup of coffee and booze. Ooh. I know, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's fucking amazing. That's nice. It smells it's real a, it's nice about, and stouty. About the color of some roll. Yeah, that about is... About the color of some oil. No light can escape that. No, yeah. huh? it is a black hole. Have you had this before, Lindsay? I have not. Oh my god! I love coffee beers. Oh, dude, this is gonna get way good to you. Yeah, you're the one that introduced me to that. Gotta get it to get down. Oh. I love so much. How good is that? Do you love it? Oh man! Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. You mentioned gotta get up to get down. It reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. I don't taste donut, but I, I like do. It. I do I'm, not taste donut. I'm happy yeah. I don't taste donut. That's the one that thing would be where weird, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing is I think really the donut Ooh. is mainly just there for like the yeast and sugar content, mm-hmm. just to what make it ferment more. You know, dipping a donut in it. Oh, oh yeah, shit. I can handle that. Yeah, Man, this is really good. I know, right? Because that's the thing is like you think it'd be really heavy considering everything that's in it mm-hmm. and the fact that it's like nine percent or something. It's actually reasonably light and drinkable. Yeah, that's nice. Not bad at all. Way to go, Trimped out this. Uh, the second beer we've done by them? Yeah, we had and one of their, their IPAs. Everything I've had from Trim Tab has been phenomenal. So if you guys can find and pick them up. Trim Tab, baby. Trim Tab. I fucked a ghost. What are you goons been watching lately? Lindsay, you seen anything good recently? Oh, man. Well, aside from the Beyonce documentary on yeah. Netflix. Okay. Is it good? <laughs> do you like Beyonce? I'm not... Can the, you? Do you? Not can, the biggest fan. Do you have a heart? But I'm trying <laughs> no, no, to. No, no, no. I mean, but I can try can to understand. Can you respect how hard of a worker she? Oh yeah. is? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I mean, the whole thing is phenomenal. She. It's like at Coachella performance, and she brings out this huge marching band. Yeah. Wow. And just redoes all of her stuff. That's yeah. crazy. To go with like how uh, African American homecoming is. Like it's yeah. just. She is so. She's amazing. She, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the documentary's so, good. It's great. But okay. I mean, like, if you're not into it, then Might not I get be my it. Thing. I get it. It's, you know, Beyonce. Shout out to our resident Beyonce expert, Grace Hester. She calls Hester. herself True story. the queen. I mean, it's like, I get it when people don't get into it. Not really, because I think everyone should eventually <laughs> yeah, get no, she's into dope. Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one, I watched a documentary that's absolutely amazing called Three Identical Strangers. This mm. sounds. This sounds nuts. You gave yeah. me a brief summary mm. there. So this is a true story. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like late 70s. This guy goes to college first day and he doesn't know what to expect at college, but people are like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Like really friendly and acting like they know him. Yeah. And then he gets to his dorm room and someone's like, hey, is that you? You know, I forgot their names. He's like, hey, Chad. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not Chad. I'm not Chad. Oh, my God. Come with me. And he like goes to the phone like the pay phone and like calls his friend Chad and he's like, hey, you're not going to believe this, but I think I've met your brother. And so he talks to the guy and he's like, what's your birthday? Same birthday. That's like, insane. Were you adopted? Yes. And so they meet up and they have all these news stories about them and they're on the front page of this paper. And then Did either of them know that they were adopted? They knew they were adopted. Oh, okay. okay. But they didn't know they had siblings. No. That's fucking crazy. I know. I bet the, this happens like way more than we think, too. That's kind of the whole premise of the documentary because mm-hmm. they're not the only family. But the crazy thing is, is like a few cities away, this yeah. guy picks up a paper and he's like, huh, 
this is me and this is me. <laughs> I look so like those guys. <laughs> it's not twins, triplets. So yeah. he calls and like they all meet up and like they become this it's national so news like circus. They're on every single talk show and there's yeah. all this crazy footage and it takes it like a crazy turn. Like that's it gets, fucking awesome. It gets that's so pretty dark. Yeah. Damn, I bet. I gotta watch that. That yeah. sounds amazing. I would definitely suggest watching that one. Steve, yeah. what you been watching, man? Uh, well, we uh, we should point out that we just we just recorded the Nightmare on Elm Street four episode two days ago, yeah. yep. and I mentioned like six movies I had watched. I did watch a movie though last night just to have something to talk about. Lizzie on Lizzie. Shutter. Lizzie. It's okay. so fucking good. This is about one Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one of 40 wax fame. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. She laid down a whack or two in her she time. She did. So Lizzie is, uh, it's it's about Lizzie Borden. It stars uh, Chloe Sevigny mm-hmm. and Kristen Stewart. And it's got other people in there you're going to recognize. Does it have vampires and werewolves? No. But Shit. it does have... Um, a pretty hot lesbian scene, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like legit. Like I was, like there was a lot of sexual tension up to, uh, to a certain point, and I yeah. was like, "Is this going? I think it's going." And when it did, I was like, "Damn, that just happened!" But yeah, uh, it's brutal. Like yeah? there's some, re- like most of it is just historical drama. Yeah, but then you know what happens. Obviously, she does some some murdering, as far oh. as I know. Or did she? Or oh, 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 twist! I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, yeah. and yeah. when that was about to come out, I remember yeah. just hearing so many ads about it. And yeah, completely forgot about it. So I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. You yeah, check it out. I'm going to have, have you to. seen the uh, Christina Ricci one? Christina Ricci, almost said Ricci. Ricci. Christina Ricci did a had a Lizzie Borden movie that came out a Lifetime. No, it's pretty campy and and it's it's fun though. I thought it was fun. It's campy, stupid fun. Mm-hmm. But this one was just like the real sort of brutal story. Yeah. And man, it's well acted, well directed, just looks great. And they present a theory of what happened that I think seems possible, like really plausible. Hmm. Yeah. Might be worth a watch. Is it on mm. old Shutter? Yeah, streaming on Shutter. It's a Shutter exclusive, and it is the first time I've watched a Shutter exclusive and been like, "Oh, this is like a fucking film." Really? Like a lot of them have been like, "They're fine. Like yeah. this is a movie. It's fine. Whatever." But this is like a artistic direction and people with talent. <laughs> I've heard that like Critters reboot that they just put oh, up is yeah. horrible. Is it bad? I I didn't watch it. I have heard this. It just really didn't start shit. on anything besides Shutter. No. Well, I mean, because Shutter's owned by AMC, so they technically have a good bit of money behind them. It just seems like they're upstart. I sat down and watched three quarters of a movie before <laughs> I I fell asleep in an altered state of consciousness last night. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed because I thought that it was going to be either a sequel or a prequel to Kramer vs. Kramer. It was Freddy vs. Jason. Hmm. It was nothing like Kramer vs. Kramer. What Did they just agree on who got the kid? Or? Well, there's a feller what had knives for fingers. Uh-huh, yeah. And a, a hockey enthusiast. Okay. And I, did they just have a meet cute and... Well, the custody dispute seemed to center more around who gets to murder the children than keep them. Again, very different from what I was anticipating. You know Seems more riveting to me. It had a destiny child in it. It did have a, a it child, had one of, child destiny. of destiny. Yeah, it had one in yeah. there. Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Roland. What? Yeah, yeah, dude. She was all like, Nelly, I love you. <laughs> it was 
fun. I like. I had never watched Freddy vs. Jason before. It's fun. Ever. It is fun. It's it really completely is. stupid. You should not go into it like expecting a serious like horror movie. It sounds like that. sketch comedy. It doesn't it really sound like is. a yeah. real movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really sort of is because there's a there is a cornfield rave uh-huh. massacre. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Like I said, I fell asleep. I need to finish it, but. I feel like that's where I should start. Yeah, maybe you, maybe you maybe should start, kick it off right Honestly, there. Honestly, that is a good introduction to Jason Voorhees <laughs> and Freddy Krueger. I was surprised to see the stuff with like Mrs. Voorhees and stuff showing back up. Right, there. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, good to see her make an appearance. I need to go back and finish it, but it was fun. Now, the reason why we chose Lindsay to be the guest why on so? today's show, we what are for? we are going to be covering. Mother exclamation point, not mother ellipse, dot, 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 <laughs> mother exclamation point. And the reason we brought Lindsay on the show to do this one is because she herself has a lot of expertise in this area, being the only one in this room who is a mother. hey Well, technically, about a year my now. dog is here with us, and okay, she apparently yeah. had two litters of puppies before we adopted her. So she's kind of, we'll get her yeah. opinion later. <laughs> she's a little shy on the mic. That's true. A little shy on the mic, but you know, Lindsay has been a mom for, actually just past the one year mark, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Mom of an adorable baby. Thank America's you. favorite baby. Yeah, she's so cute. She's pretty... She's pretty amazing. Yeah. Everyone uh-huh. says that about their kids, but she's yeah, but the you're real right. Deal. No, she's right though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wins. I meet a lot of people's kids, and they're like, "Oh, she's so smart. She's so pretty." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't really think so." My yeah. kid is not smart. She put like, <laughs> she's not. She's a year old. She puts dirt in her mouth. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, she's every still alive. Year old, I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> that is a good she point. Is when somebody says their kid is smart, it's like. Do they speak language? Do they have like sentences? Yeah. Do they have what thoughts have and written? ideas? We got a thesis smart? I can check out. Maybe doesn't eat its own shit. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you hear about like people with really high IQs talking at the age of one, like saying full yeah. sentences. Yeah, yeah. Like if my kids started, I would get freaked like, out. Hey, mom, can I have some food? Oh my god! Oh my get god! Out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here! We don't even have one word yet. No, Jeez, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's cool. Yeah. So, because you are clearly the expert on being a mom in this room, Lindsay, I thought before we step into the movie review portion here, as we slip on into the preview palace, welcome <laughs> to the preview palace. Oh, we got a little, yeah. little musical a little echo back background there. Background music, letting too. them vocal cords hum <laughs> over there. I dig it. I dig it. I thought that you could maybe um, amaze, amuse, and disgust us with perhaps some facts about motherhood, pregnancy, birth, just the whole gamut of things that we will never experience. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank God. I'm, I'm so happy. I know we're going to hear some gross stuff, and it's just going to remind me that that'll never happen to me. I mean, I will just say right out the gate, like, I cannot even remotely imagine the process of pushing another human yes. life out of you or feeling a human life grow in you so has to like, be what's the thing that freaks you out the most just from what you know i, I mean seriously all of it like all of it mm. like whenever i remember like when you were pregnant and like you could see like a foot or something coming out of your stomach no i'm too chunky for that oh my god no <laughs> you, I, I i could see it and it was so <laughs> fucking weird my oh my god dude like that weird just the thought that it's like definitely that you you felt it one time yeah and you're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like it's bad enough just to think of like you know when you get like a bug bite or rash or yeah. something like that and you're like something is living on my body that isn't usually finding there finding a tick and you're like oh, i was in yeah. the woods like a week ago 
Oh, yeah, it's exactly. Been a week. Oh. <laughs> exactly. That's like, but nine months. Yeah. Oh. And actually, it's ten months. And you're feeling it like grow bigger Jesus. and bigger. It's and nine full months. I know. I went ten months. My oh. my brother and I both went ten months, and my sister went uh, eight. So oh. bunch of overachievers over here. Yeah. That was comfortable. It was warm in there. Yeah. It was cold out there. It was it's like, like a grad school. Ooh. Like I don't have to deal with the yeah. real world yet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and then I just, I, I seriously just cannot imagine. And I've just, I've read, you know, light synopsises of what it's like to, to give birth and just that, that tearing and the ripping and the pain and the, the blood and the agony. I just can't fucking imagine doing that. Like, there's times where I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about like cutting out an ingrown toenail, and I'm like, I don't know that I can. I just don't know that I can. I definitely use it as something to motivate me at this point. Like, it doesn't be a little bitch. You yeah. Get birth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like you it'll keep like, pretty fucking I'm working big out, deal. I'm like, okay, I'll yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. That, you, that's you've been what makes worse. me feel like an adult. I definitely feel like having a kid. Like, I crossed a line to a different. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Dimension yeah. of like being a, a better person, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Um, All right, so let's hear. I kind of saw this coming, so I uh, I jotted a few things down. Yeah, but, awesome. So, one thing that happens when you're pregnant, uh-huh. number one, is your your bones can loosen. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean you loosen? No, what? <laughs> they all do. What? Like you're talking like your leg bones and stuff. <laughs> what? It's mainly around the crotch area. Yeah, yeah, but okay. It's due to a hormone called, get this, relaxin. <laughs> relaxin like Michael Jackson, bro. Like, <laughs> 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 get me some of that relaxin. So basically, its job is to relax. Yeah, they the couldn't ligaments. come up. Sorry, you couldn't come up. You're a scientist. <laughs> you know. couldn't come up with a better relaxin. fucking name. What do we call it? Well, it relaxes the bones and the joint. I don't fucking relaxing. I don't know, man. Like I just see Tough a, a picture like of a weird crude drawing of a hormone, just like with like sunglasses on you and his it. feet kicked up. Yeah. Like, relaxing. relaxing the hormone. Get to know the hormones in the, your body. The capillary bed, an old nephron. Oh, yeah, we nephron sleeping on his capillary bed. <laughs> okay, so relaxing happens. Your bones are loosening. Is this something you felt? Mostly it happens, you know, like around the pelvis area. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely kind of, like your body oh, feels that, strange, but... Is that why the like hips sort of widen? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so the baby can get out. really go back. Hips get a little wider. And honestly, like I pulled a rib muscle oh, towards damn. the end of my pregnancy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And yeah, yeah. it felt like I had been stabbed. And I think it's because of relaxing. I think that I... Oh. Yeah. I think that That's the crazy. baby kicked yeah. me. Broke your rib or fucked up your rib. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I would have been. Because everything is like relaxed. I'd have been walking around all day, every day, being like, man, this this relaxing's got me feeling pretty uptight. (laughs) Huh? I think it's kind of a misnomer, you know what I mean? Am I right? Am I right? This is why dads can't get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would just be nine months of dad jokes. Nine months of dad jokes. It would just be the worst. Because would be just crying on the floor. Absolutely. 100%. No one would have anything against abortion. No. No one would. Absolutely no one would. Absolutely not. I guarantee you, you make politicians feel five seconds of pregnancy they'd be like fuck that get it out no more of it (laughs) okay so you got the relaxing your bones are just loosening up that is wild that is insane i did not know about that okay this one is pretty amazing number two 
your blood increases. Oh boy, more blood. You're just a blood 50 bag. 50%. Wait, what? <laughs> your blood doubles. That's a what lot of blood fuck? to have up in a person. Right? So I Googled, like after what? I read this, I was like, okay, I'm walking around with like double blood. Double like, blood. Double blood, they call me. <laughs> what's normal blood? Yeah. 1.5 <laughs> gallons. So Jesus. Is a normal human, like 1.2 to 1.5 so gallons. So you go up so to like stand up next to like stand next to a pregnant lady. She's like two point hauling around like yeah. three gallons of blood <laughs> in her body. God, where does it all go? The baby. I mean, yeah. The baby's the, just sucking that blood. Full of there. blood. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Double Babies stuffed, are vampires. Double stuffed mommyos. Huh? <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Chock full of blood. <laughs> I read this breakdown of like what all is pregnancy weight and like a good like 10% is blood. That's Holy insane. Shit. And okay, so your skeleton is trying to escape you <laughs> and your blood is like, we'll take over. <laughs> we got this. Full blood. I'm just a body full of blood. Why haven't we seen like vampires really taking advantage oh, of this? That'd be, oh, like a, yeah. that'd be like a family be feast. a great movie. Wow. You know? Also, why aren't pregnant ladies like riding the Tour de France? Because like yeah, bikers, they're blood doped dope. up like they, crazy. They, they, the bi- bikers put a ton of blood into themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because it carries oxygen better. Yeah. I'd love to see a That's pregnant so lady tour. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for my blood. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's God, amazing. Gross. Yeah, my just get pregnant. <laughs> God, you know what's the worst part of that is I immediately thought. You'd get used to it. And then I was like, you'd get used to it. You'd get yeah, used in a to bad people way. filling you with blood. <laughs> <laughs> what? Blood me up, bro. Get it in me. <laughs> Got a big race tomorrow, bro. Oh, God. Ugh, brutal, man. So, it honestly, so all this double blood, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it all leaves like during birth yeah just all at once is it just like a like a cannibal corpse album cover <laughs> just <laughs> fucking massacre or i wasn't what? looking yeah but the thing you that the i worst was seat in the house for that yeah, that's true I, I felt pretty prepared yeah i went into it with a very open mind like okay. i'm just on this journey like i sound like a fucking hippie i'm on this journey and it's mm. gonna be what it's gonna be like yeah a, a baby is gonna come out of me that is some a kind of cool Ooh. thing to be able to abandon yourself to something like that where yeah. it's like you you're cool with the result you hate the idea of what's gonna happen, but it's like, well, it's gonna happen. My mind pretty can't cool do that until after, and they push on your your stomach yeah. to get your oh, no. uterus to contract oh. and to get it. <laughs> so, no. like, honestly, it's like. Oof. They're just you like pu- those, pushing the extra stuff those at weird you. Weird pulls when you were a kid that would like the the edge would bend and like all of a sudden like a little bit of gush right, of yeah, water yeah. would come uh-huh. out. Like they would just push down on my stomach and just I mean just it whoosh. felt like so much liquid. Oh I was God. not prepared for like my water bed belly of <laughs> just blood. Holy because you're crazy. walking around, you have a human in there, it's gone, and all of a sudden, like, they're just pushing blood out. Well, I hadn't thought about it, but it's like, yeah, there's there's probably still some, some gunk and fluid. All the, yeah. Residue and so forth in there. Yeah, and in movies, Ooh. man, it's so... The f- yeah, it's just over. Pretty Here's tidy. the baby, clean, yeah, and tidy. eyes open, looking normal. I was in labor for three days, and that yeah. was normal. Jesus that was a normal Christ. labor. Thank goodness for drugs. Can Good you imagine Lord. that? Just getting punched in the stomach every few minutes no. for three days no absolutely not what the fuck? i remember saying to my nurse will you please stop 
I don't want you to do that anymore. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I need to give consent for this. No, we have to do this. Like there, she was just pushing. Oh my down. God. That's was also. Bad. Was there an accompanying sound effect by chance? Oh, there's got like to be splorches. I and hope shit. it was a whoopee cushion like sound. <laughs> you know. I mean, it just like what the pool sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> just like the pool. Just like a gush. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, I was prepared for everything up until like it was actually over, because the epidural mm-hmm. wore off right at the end. Oh lord! Like the timing couldn't have been real any fun. more perfect. Oh god! Jesus Christ, man! Woof! So, number three <laughs> has to do with all that amount of blood. This did not happen to me, okay. but oh, no. it's something that can happen. It is called Chadwick sign. Chadwick. Oh, no. It sounds quite sophisticated. Oh yeah. Fosby, bring the ledger. We yes. have to talk about Chadwick. <laughs> AKA Blue Vagina. Whoa! Oh. Okay, not sophisticated. Not for the young sophisticated. Blue, blue, blue vagina. Not to be confused with blue waffle. Right. Yeah. A fictional yeah. STD. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, please don't look it no, up. Just no, don't. No, no. Or um, Eiffel 65 blue. Also, don't look that up. Yeah, don't look that up either. Yeah, nobody needs to be exposed to that. It's I remember terrible. hearing that on uh, Ecstasy. And being like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, what makes a person get a blue vagina? All the extra blood. What? what? Like, okay. it is exactly what it sounds like. Your yeah. vagina turns blue. Because mean like puffy, I would imagine. Of the increased blood flow. Get it's the old smurf, smurf puss. Smurf, the old smurf puss. You know, Jeez. I didn't get a mirror down there, but I don't think it happened to okay. me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's rare or not. Yeah, is it, is it something to worry about? I hope all of our listeners go after this and ask their moms, Mom, did you get did the, you have blue, the you blue have vagina? Chadwick's sign? Yeah. Since we're on the color blue, uh-huh. there was this phenomenon that happened a few years ago. Now that we have the internet, we yeah. can all share things. Right. And so someone posted on one... There's tons of forums for pregnant women to like talk to other pregnant women, which is a great resource. Yeah. Uh, there was one in particular on Reddit that I loved getting on <clears throat> where it was people that were due the same time as me. So we kind of oh, wow, yeah. was like, oh, you're going through that too. That's cool. But this woman online said, hey, has anyone noticed that their toilet seat is turning blue? What? What the fuck? And like two months later, someone was like, oh my God, you too? And you're pregnant? What, what? is this about? And then <laughs> all the of a sudden- mean? All of a sudden, people were coming out of the woodworks, like, like with too. pictures of their toilet seats, and uh-huh. they finally tracked it down to this one type of prenatal vitamin that was like making their like something to do in with their pH level or something. Yeah, yeah. How they're sweating, it turned their no toilet way. seats. No That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's, that's crazy. crazy. So that's not really like gross or gory or anything, but just... It's weird. Oh, I yeah. didn't fucking know about that. Yeah. Really weird. weird, wild stuff. Weird, wild, weird, wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess one of the funniest things that happened to me that I did not think about yeah. was... So when you get an epidural... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like everything is completely numb. They like shoot you in like the spine. Yeah. 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 It's a little scary. Yeah, that is but scary. You're in yeah. so much pain at that point. You're like, I'm willing Fuck to. Yeah. You're like, bring it. It's fine. I need. If sleep. you're telling me I might be paralyzed from the waist down, great. <laughs> fine. So, 
Like, you can't even tell when you've got one in the chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. was just farting. <laughs> like, no control over it whatsoever. So, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, trumpeting that baby's yeah. arrival into the I world. I wish it was, song. like, good farts. But it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> so like little kitties, like little, little kittens, ghosts, like yeah. And then like my father-in-law would come in, and I just said, "Hey, by the way, I'm farting and I can't control it. So if it happens, I apologize. They're not That's really stinking. I haven't eaten that- in three days." <laughs> Once again, I'm just imagining if it was just old old redneck dudes giving birth. <laughs> They're uncontrollably farting. Them going, "Placing fish with barking spiders." <laughs> Y'all need to tighten up these floorboards in here, Doc. <laughs> it's like, it would be non-stop. Actually, the, mater- the I guess it would be paternity ward at that point. That'd yeah. probably be a blast. <laughs> Honestly. Hey, give me a cold on there, doctor. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Bring some ice chips. I know I can't No, it. it would be fucking terrible. Everybody would be crying because men are so weak. Like, the moment I get sick, I'm like, take care of me. <laughs> One of those things that I had just never even considered because I just never really had thought about what it must be like to push a human out of you. I guess it's really normal for like women to just shit while they give birth to a kid. That was my next point. Yes. So we're we're talking about 10 out of 10. Farting. Let's Mm. move on to pooping. Yeah. (laughs) One thing leads to another. Um, I 100% for months was like, I'm going to poop in front of people and it's okay. Like I just Mm -hmm. had to mentally prepare to poop because when you're pushing your baby out, they're like, push like you're pooping. And so every time that I pooped while I was pregnant, yeah. I was like, remember, time. remember this feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down inside. Yeah. What are you doing right now? Close your eyes and focus. <laughs> and it's like the number one advice I would ever give any pregnant lady is like, mm. every time you sit on that shitter, you practicing. You just think about everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, like... <laughs> I was like, maybe I should lay down and try to poop because I won't be laying down. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. You know, I, I, it's been a long time since I've done that. So laid down and poop. Yeah, I had to get a lay down. Lay down poop. Yeah. Like, how would you even do that? Would you have to lay in the shower? And then pick it up? I think I'd go out in the yard. Got, I'd go out in the yard, I think. You take, you take yeah. it to the grass. Yeah, exactly. Go out there in the grass. Get in there and gravel. He's cleaned up, I guess. There's got to be out there. There's got to be a lay down toilets <laughs> you just lay down there's just the hole where your ass is yeah just take it easy on that thing poop, poop will always be funny it is it's always funny whenever you were taking a shit while you were pregnant were you ever like I hope I don't push a baby out by accident no it's it's very hard yeah it's push a baby out second by baby Oops. second baby is supposedly easier yeah but. Well, yeah, I guess like your your bones will have adjusted already, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, when people give birth in cars, it's always like second, third baby. Huh. Every time, P.S. Every time that I see a car speeding down the interstate, to this day, you assume it's a baby, and they have their yeah. flashers on. I'm like, there's a lady in the backseat going. Yeah. <laughs> I get the hell Drive out of the way. faster! <laughs> I just assume that's what's going on. I've, I've learned as an adult, if somebody's speeding, just get the hell out of the, way. Like, out of the way. I remember like always getting frustrated by it when I was a teenager. It's like, fuck you, I'll drive as fast as you. And yeah. it's like, he's going somewhere. I'm not. That guy might have diarrhea. He, he might needs have to get shit. home. Like, seriously, get, I've get been there. out of the way. <laughs> so when the time came... I did not poop. You did not. Oh, wow. I was so impressed by myself. Yeah. It wasn't for a did like, it. 
lack of trying because the whole time I was trying to poop. Did you ever reach a point where you're like, maybe I'll just try to? <laughs> I mean, I was. I was yeah. like, the whole the whole time I was like, push like you're push pooping. That poop out. Yeah, push, push like, like you're pooping. Get that baby on out. Get the soundtrack on. Um, no, another thing about poop though is that a baby's first poop is uh, called meconium. I knew this. It's called what? And it's meconium. disgusting. And it is like this dark green tar-like substance, I've and heard my baby shit all over my chest. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fun. So what they do Hi, after Mom, you Cleveland steamer after, <laughs> <laughs> after you give birth, they put her, they put the baby right on your chest because yeah, yeah, you're supposed chest, to have yeah. like, yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like in shock, and the baby's just shitting all over me, and the nurse is like, "Oh my gosh, she's pooping a lot," and I'm like. Who am I right now? Like, just in shock. Like, did I just really do this? Is that what I signed? Am I living inside of this body? Is this real life? Yeah. Birth is crazy. Oh my God. Actually, also pretty crazy. I was born not breathing because I was choking on. Poop? My own poop. Yeah. No shit. That literal, really? Literal shitty. That's yeah. so metal. That happens a lot with twins, too. That's so where G. G. one will be choking Allen. on the yeah. other ones. Yeah. It's total GG Allen. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I was a punk, punk rock, rock baby. That's pretty fucking punk rock. <laughs> but then, you can, I mean, I'm like, hoping that your crib. It can be bad. It didn't have, like, sheets on the mattress. It was just a bare mattress in your crib. Yeah. Super punk rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just cut yourself and went to bed. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you, as you're a baby, you have a lot of, like, uh, what are they called? It's like baby pins and stuff around yeah. all the time, too. I was, just, I was like, where can we going the baby bins yeah exactly <laughs> little shit anarchy sign on the wall yeah exactly right <laughs> oh that baby's gonna be hard to raise punk rock baby one last thing about Let's pooping right, give me one is more thing. this is not something they tell you about uh oh mm. secret stuff the postpartum poop oh so, this is the thing right think about it uh huh you gave birth yeah right uh most women do not get out of that Without stitches, right? Without tearing. Uh-huh. So, that, and again, that's that's the word that really makes my skin just crawl. Stitches, tearing. tearing. Oh, the te- tearing. yeah, it tears. The yeah. tearing. So when our mothers, I don't know if your mom had C-section uh-huh. or no, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, my mom didn't. Kate's mom did. So during that time, most doctors just automatically did this thing called episiotomy, right? Where they they snip it. They yeah. cut you. <laughs> like preemptively. Yeah. Just so you don't tear. And it can be like a perfect line that they can yeah, stitch it's easier up. To oh, fix. like straight to your butthole. Yeah. Oh, Jesus God. They just cut your perineum. So. Oh, God. Oh, my toes, <laughs> are, cur- my toes are curling that, up right now. They don't now. do that anymore unless Holy shit. they absolutely have to. Fuck. But. That that per- that postpartum poop, it's like a tentative terror where you just Ooh. like oh my it's God. gonna happen and they you have to go back to the doctor if you don't poop in a week. Oh. And so I was on like day seven just like I've gotta do it. Like I knew I had to poop. Like wow. I had wet uh, a pad, uh-huh. kept it in the freezer and mm-hmm. I was like, It's time. Oh. And so I had this frozen pad that I was putting <laughs> counter pressure on my tank. Oh my god! <laughs> so my stitches wouldn't rip. Just, awesome. Oh god, this is so bad. But like Ow. it was worse than giving birth because I didn't have an epidural. Yeah. Like Holy just oh. for thirty minutes, oh. just sweating, just like oh god, just letting oh. get past the worst part. So do some women like re-rip that shit? I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's happened because mm. they weren't. 
Yeah, I oh don't know. God. I don't know. Oh, that's those, so fucking Like, mad. all the muscles down there would be just fucking exhausted, it too. Good thing you don't have a bunch cool. of nerve endings oh. around your, your pelvic area, right? Mm, you do have a few. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the most in your whole body. Not a ton right. of pain receptors, though. So no, that's good. certainly not. <laughs> I went oh into it God. thinking it was going to be so much worse than it was. Yeah. That's so That's how I went bad. into birth, too. I mean, I, I kind of lucked out. Pushing was not... Not hard. I think the you saw the worst part. I think was the feet swelling. Honestly, oh, oh no. dude, you had the crazy feet. Lindsay had like Shrek feet. Oh damn! It was no, it was, it was like crazy. Aunt Marge from Harry Potter. Yeah. Was like I mean, it yeah. was bad. You look totally normal, and then it, you just had these like big like Polish man it feet. Hurt. <laughs> it felt like needles. Just every Ooh. step I took, oh, just needles. God. Just, it looked like you could have about popped them. Like all you know? the crotch ripping was fine with me, but needle feet. I'm like, oh no! Actually, the the worst thing was this thing called a folly bulb, and I that sounds the, that sounds like a, a a British like children's ride or something. Yeah, a folly bulb. It was <laughs> the jump on a folly bulb. It was the thing that I read about that I was not. I was like, well, mm. I'll just say no to this. What is that? There's no way that. This is gonna happen to me. Like, I was more prepared for a C-section than this thing. Yeah. I don't know why it freaked me out so much, but it's to get you to dilate. Yeah. They stick a catheter mm-hmm. past your cervix. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's further than you go during sex. Okay. Yeah. You keep going well, inside of your body. Made further than you go. <laughs> if you went Speak that far during sex, no one would be happy about it. <laughs> get the fuck out. This sucks. <laughs> So they stick that through there, and they fill it with a saline solution oh. to rapidly dilate you. Wow. I have heard of this. It's supposed to be easier, I guess, if you're already kind of dilated a little bit, but I would close, like, a trap that mm-hmm. just uh, just shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My baby oh my did not God. want to come out. That so I was climbing fun. the walls, oh, yeah. and, and they could not get it in there. They kept trying, and they were like, go to your happy place. And I was like, I did Like, I knew I was going to get an epidural. I did not mentally prepare for having to go to a happy place. I don't yeah. know yeah. what a happy place right. is right now. You came I in have... there to take a shit and, and have a baby. They were... <laughs> <laughs> shit on a baby. They were like, okay, we're going to give you a 20-minute rest, and we're going to try again. Do you want wow. uh, something in your IV for the pain? I was like, give me the drugs All absolutely right yeah. now. Yeah. And they gave me something akin to morphine, and mm-hmm. second go was uh, way easier. It was awful, but. At least that was high as all get out. Yeah. <laughs> Higher than eagle tits. And yep. I stayed high for the next two days until I gave up. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, they listened. Well, that long lasting yeah. shit. Every hour they were like, you want more? Yeah, is it going to yeah. hurt the baby? Yes, no, nah, she's all right. All right, cool. All right, then bring, bring it. it on. Give it to me. I have been sober for nine months. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. That's amazing. That's more than that enough, is honestly. That's crazy that is. shit. <laughs> It's just like God. every time you think you know everything there is that happens to a woman like while she's pregnant and giving birth, there's always, yeah. always something else. And it yeah. just, it really makes it so real to me knowing all this stuff and being like, and then my mom still liked me. Listen, we <laughs> give to keep life going. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Look at you. It's ya. like the movie. Kind of like the just movie, like you the could movie. say. But you know, it's like... That's the kind of thing where I realize how much restraint like our moms had when we were like, you know, 13 or 14 and we were like, get out of my room, Lee. Whoa. You know, it's like at that point, if I was a parent, I would have been like, 
you came out and you ripped my fucking pussy to my asshole, you little <laughs> piece of shit. I don't know if I've ever called my mom by her first name. I Except as a joke. I don't know if I have. I never did that, like, Tammy? <laughs> I think it's because it's the name. That name, like, you can't say it in a way where it's like, say, like, fuck you. Calling anybody Tammy just yeah. seems kind of disrespectful. It does. It's like, uh, what did you say to me? Oh, that's my name. <laughs> Tammy. Oh, <all> right. <laughs> I don't know many Tammies, but I met one working at Dollywood, and yeah. she was awesome. Yeah? yeah? My mom is also awesome. She didn't work at Dollywood, though. A party, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, but also my mom is, she's not Tamara. Her name is Tammy. Tamara? Yeah. Is that what Tammy is short mm-hmm. for? What? I didn't know that either. Mm. Did this just expand my world? Never thought about the name Tammy. Yeah, it's not no. a name you deal with a lot. <laughs> just at Dollywood. <laughs> just at Dollywood. Or if you run into like a Christian pastor's wife, she's probably a Tammy. She's probably Tammy. Yeah. It just makes you think about uh, Parks and Rec. Tammy 1 and Tammy 2. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about. Uh-huh. All right. The subject of our show today is Mazea from 2017. Mazea. Is that right? In 2017. Directed by one Darren Aravnowski. Yep. 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 Now, let me ask you guys, is this the first time y'all had seen this little pellicula, Steve? It was the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to watch it and then just like... Um, kept sort of putting it off yeah. and then when uh we decided we were gonna do this i was like oh great finally get an opportunity to watch it right 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 yeah. Lindsay, was the first time you watched this uh five or six months pregnant oh the jesus the christ <laughs> <laughs> talk about the wrong time to do that holy <laughs> shit what was that like i think i was like man now that I think about it, this is a weird movie for me to see. I really hope Bibby doesn't die in this movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, dash. Oops, oopsie, baby. Yeah. Oopsie, baby. And, and I'll say, too, before we get too too much deeper in here, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of this movie. Yeah, obviously. Uh, you know, that's, that's what we always do here on this show. No, it's okay. It's still okay. But I just want to say, before we get a little bit deeper into it, for those of you guys who have listened to all this, and they're like, I just want to know if I should watch the movie or not. I think they should watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, go watch the movie. You think they should watch the movie? I yeah. think it's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Might as well. Watch it. Yeah. Get high and watch it. Yeah, get high and don't watch it. Do it. Yeah, I do did, it. though. Do it. Do it. Yeah, don't, but do it. Yeah, but do it. But definitely do it that <laughs> way. Do it. Maybe yeah. don't be pregnant and watch it. So yeah. You, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go sign that. Don't get pregnant just to watch this movie. <laughs> and I'll say that this movie. Uh, might not be for for everyone. In fact, I know it's not because yeah. it got horrible reviews and stuff. But if you're very sensitive about maybe violence towards babies and women and stuff, this might be a really tough watch for you. Well, well I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm ultra sensitive to those things, and it was still a tough watch. It's yeah, yeah. yeah there are there are moments. We'll get into it later. But there are moments in this where I was like, God damn, this is yeah. fucking fucking rough. I mean, normally, like in a horror movie, you expect some violence towards somebody and. In this case, it's a baby and a woman. Yeah. But the violence is particularly Pretty real. unnerving. Pretty yeah. jarring. Pretty it feels realistic. gross. So you watched this the first time while you were paragonant. Paragonant. Pergonant. Pergante. <laughs> Pergante. <laughs> and then you've watched it since, right? This is kind of one of those rewatchers. It's like pretty much everybody says you need at least two views. Yeah. On yeah. When I watched it, I definitely hadn't read anything about it. And so... I was like, well, this is probably going to have to mean something halfway through. I was like, I'm not getting the whole gist of this. (laughs) And so afterwards, I read a little bit about it and I was like, uh, okay. And then was super excited when it came out on iTunes and bought it immediately and watched it again. Then was like, uh, 
probably not going to watch that again. And then your wife came over and I watched it with her. Yeah. And then you asked me to do this podcast and I begrudgingly like, <laughs> watched, it again. watched it like 20 minutes yeah. over five days. Like, oh, God, yeah. that's all I can do today. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a slog. Like, it's a yes. tough watch because you can really feel it. Uh huh. Yeah. This is in that basket of movies that I would say is like one of those best movies that I never really want to watch again. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you don't really need to watch. Uh, I don't know. First thing that comes to mind is like, uh, you know, uh, the Green Mile or something. Like I watch that all the time. It's like it's amazing, but it's just fucking brutal and that's yeah, a once every three down. year one. Yeah. I think Mother might be two and done. Yeah. I don't know. I might revisit it in like ten years. Yeah. I think it should become a Mother's Day tradition. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mom, let's sit down and watch this. Yeah, exactly. I was now, thinking the other day about Easter traditions and I think it would be funny to like crucify a hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right then. Maybe right. that's a thing. Take Just that talking money. about like messed mm-hmm. up traditions. Yeah. Get a Wait, have you seen Holidays, the anthology movie Holidays? No. Oh, you should shit. watch that and Ooh. watch the Easter section. Oh, oh, you like it. I want to watch it I'm with excited. You. It's so mm. fucking okay. awesome. Yeah, Holidays. Is, it's usually on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much holidays all the time. is great. So I watched this for the first time, yeah, uh, probably about four or five days ago. And I went into it. I'll tell you this. All that I knew about it is I knew it was Aronofsky. So I was like, it's going to be kind of artsy yeah. and, and kind of weird, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably kind of dark and depressing. Yeah. And I knew, just through, you know, social media and shit like that, I knew that people ate a baby. But not really <laughs> like in that fat bastard cute way. Yeah, not in the cute <laughs> way of eating a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why didn't they never have the scene where you just see a brutal scene of fat bastard actually yeah. eating a baby and yeah. no one is laughing? <laughs> it just gets really real. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But I went into it just knowing that that happens, but not not knowing anything else about the movie. So whenever the movie started, and it's like, okay, I know end result is baby gets eaten. Mm-hmm. How does it get there? That's what I was kind of watching. And that so wasn't like, even the end result. That wasn't even that the was end result. That was just an no. event. Yeah, something that mm-hmm. happens in the movie. I was thinking going into this, that this is maybe like a weird like cult scenario, and these people that Javier Bardem just keeps letting into the house are in on some kind of conspiracy like a rosemary's baby kind of thing mm, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so going into it i was watching for those things and then got completely sidetracked and distracted by this complete other storyline that i saw into it and uh it did not go where i thought that it would but mm. i thought it was fucking amazing yeah. i really really did i really enjoyed it too now i assume this isn't the first darren aronofsky movie that we've all seen oh no yeah i've seen all but noah i think i would have been like one of those people that was mad at it yeah. Oh, yeah. If you if had I never seen it, anything Darren. about yeah. the director, this would probably be a pretty steep learning curve to start right. here. Yeah. I would say. But so you've seen everything but Noah. Yeah. So if you've seen like The Fountain or Black Swan, like yeah. going into this, you know sort of what to expect. But it's it's a little more um, close than most Aronofsky movies because everything happens in one house. Yeah. Super where, small cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are Main a ton cast, of people. Yeah. But, <laughs> and they all have names. If you watch the credits, yeah, they apparently. all have titles. It's it's insane. But, uh, yeah, pretty small uh, central cast. But, yeah, it's, it's so much... Because, like, 
Pie was like all over New York I've City. Never, I've I never remember. Seen pie. Um, I have never Requiem for a Dream. It. Like they they go oh all God, over yeah. the place. Like, Re- Requiem is like a that's a, again on that list of like greatest movies I never need to watch again ever. Right. It's they, just so fucking. They hard do to not watch. glorify drugs in that. Movie. No, they don't. No, <laughs> no. not at all. No. Not at all. But you know, but, it's like that's just not one of those movies I can sit and fucking watch. It's absolutely punishing. You know. It's tough. I like it. I like I it a re- lot. I can rewatch, I can rewatch it. But yeah. it's uh. It's a tough one. I have it's to be tough. in a good place in my mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, yeah. I want to be brought down a yeah. peg or two. Yeah. Basically, you just this. have to test it in your brain. Just go ass to ass. <laughs> oh and God. if you feel fine, <laughs> just go ahead and watch it. I think it's funny, though, that that movie is such this like artfully done amazing piece about drug abuse and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what we really all took from it is ass to ass. Ass to ass. Yeah. I didn't take it out for air. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just seems so excited for ass to ass, though. Hey, who isn't? I mean, it's like he never got to see Ass to Ass at home. He's like, I'm out with the boys. His wife was always like, no. No Ass to Ass here, John. (laughs) And he's like, you know what? I'm here with the boys, a wife and a Finally. Finally. Finally, I'm at the right party. Ass to Ass. Yeah. Yeah, so Requiem's amazing. I've seen... um, yeah, the fountain I've seen. I think the fountain's awesome. Yeah, I like I the think, fountain. Since we've been talking about it, I really want to rewatch that movie yeah. very soon. Yeah, yeah, the fountain's really cool. Noah, I thought was stupid. I really I hated. Don't it. I don't think I'll watch it. Yeah, I have I, no desire. It's that, just that was really my thing dumb. too. It's like just it was like a big waste of money. It yeah. was. It absolutely was. Really dumb movie. I mean, and since we watched this movie, we've seen his take on the flood. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Already seen, seen that. that before. Have you seen The Wrestler? The mm-hmm. Razzler? Yeah. What am I? You seen that? Lame? Amazing. Amazing. It's fucking yeah. amazing. It's one where I forgot that it was him. So, like... Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have as much of the Aronofsky flair to it. But it's also... More subtle. Yeah. It's also as as dark as... Almost dark. as dark as, as Requiem for a Dream, I would say. It like, is it's, a it's like movie, yeah. This is what... This is what some of those people would be like in 20 years. Like yeah, this is really. Yeah, they're going to be going the, through. The, to yeah. be continued of that. So it's just bleak. But oh, yeah. God damn, it's so good. It <laughs> is. It's so it's good. Amazing. Amazing. I was just sitting there thinking about like all the feel, it, it, it really, the performances that yeah. Mickey Rourke and so Marissa good. Tomei are uh-huh. just unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, Marissa Tomei is fucking awesome. She's the best. She Cute. is awesome. I love she her. Is yeah. She is an eight. She's like the no. Paul Rudd of like. Yeah. Female of ladies. Of ladies. They should. They should be forced to have a baby. Because yeah. it might be immortal. Or it might no come doubt. out like Benjamin Buttony. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out looking like old ass Brad Pitt. <laughs> Yow. Robert Redford? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen Black Swan. I enjoyed Black Swan. Oh, yeah. Black a Swan's lot. great. I think that's my favorite that he's done. Yeah. I think it might be. Yeah, it's either that or The Wrestler for I think me. The Wrestler is probably the mm-hmm. one for really? me, I would say. Yeah. But Black Swan was, was great. I felt like that was kind of what. Yeah. Uh, Oh fuck! With ballet and dance. Oh, and stuff. Suspiria. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's, I felt like it. I felt like Suspiria took a lot of notes from Black Swan. Yeah, that I think was so. Positively. Yeah, yeah. 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 I dude, those it. parts were like she's, her and like Mila Kunis are like getting freaky, and she starts getting that chicken skin stuff going on. Yeah, little, little feathers. feathers coming yeah. out. That did not get good to me. I hmm. did not like that. I think the thing that uh, creeped me out the most about that movie was when her mother's paintings of her kind of like moved just. Oh Lightning? yeah, Ooh. yeah. I was like, oh wait, did I just see that? that yeah. yeah. Also, why is her mother like? She's not a good artist. Like, why does she keep trying? Like, you're not, you don't have it. It's not good. Well, because we've seen what happens when you shut down mediocre artists. Hitler, Ooh, Hitler. Damn, that's what happens. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens. So, also yeah. Charles Manson. 
was that a musical too. artist. So. That as well, yeah. Marilyn Manson, they let him keep making art. Didn't get better. <laughs> Didn't get better. It's a lose-lose so situation, it's a, people. It's a lose-lose. It's up to the artist to look at their work and say, this is not for me, really. But I also don't need to run the world. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of acceptance right there. Now, I'm surprised that we liked this movie as much as we did because the reception was fucking awful. This is one of the most it panned was. movies it was. of all time. And look, before we get into that reception, gosh, I just need to get me a poll. Get you your poll. You guys need a poll? I would take a poll. I think I'm going to take a poll of this Imperial Peanut Butter Milk Stout. That's from a tailgate brewing, right? Tailgate. Are they out of Nashville? Nashville, Tennessee. That's correct. Some oh, local boys. Our mm. most popular beer and more of it. More body, more savory, more peanut buttery. ABV 9.4. All right. Yes. Have you ever had this, Steve? I have not. Oh, dude. Buckle up, have buckaroo. You, you guys have both had it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think I've had this. Oh, okay. I thought Is we had this whenever we went to the, the place with Jim, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was amazing then. Yeah. It's 9.4. That was also after vodka shots. Oh, like, my God. Why are we doing vodka shots at 3 p.m.? That was the day. <laughs> 30s. Stop Sounds it. Sounds like you're rocking out, man. Well, I had a babysitter and, like, Jenny Jim George. <laughs> and it's like, jeez. Yeah, we have this out-of-town friend, and every time she's in, we just get fucking ripped. When uh, you know? Emily and I first moved to L.A., um, we uh, we lived with these guys who had just graduated from UCSB, uh, which is a party school, and it seriously it got to a point where it was just like I, I did find myself like, wait a second, it's four o'clock in the afternoon, we're all drunk. <laughs> yeah, what's going what on the here? Fuck? <laughs> it's so funny every time that you like. Like you'll start saying our friends Lindsay and Thomas, and you'll talk about a movie that you watched yeah. at our house, and you talk about like how messed up you are, and I'm like, oh, we really like <laughs> drank way too much. Like every time he has a story, it's about how wasted he is. Well, the thing is, is like I'm really bad about being smashed and people not knowing I am. Oh really? Yeah. Apparently that's yeah. something that I because you've told me at the end of episodes like I'm so drunk. Yeah, I'm like, like really? I can't see I my fucking tell. notes right now. I'll tell you what, kids, that beer works as advertised. It, it sure is do. Peanut buttery, milky, and stout. <laughs> it does. It's very stout. They don't fuck around. Yeah. And it's so nicely peanutty. Yeah, I really enjoy the the peanut smellish mm-hmm. coming off of it, but it really just tastes. What's that smell like? Tastes stouty. What's that smell, <laughs> smell like? But, you know, I've had other, like, peanut butter good. milk stouts that just tasted, like, really, like, <laughs> artificially flavored. And that tastes natural. It yeah, tastes natural. Yeah. I also can't believe it's fucking nearly 10% alcohol. I can't believe it's not butter. Because <laughs> I thought butter was a dark black liquid. <laughs> it's a little toasty, too. It, it is. is. It's got yeah. a good toast to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. I think probably the wrong season to drink it. <clears throat> it's a good not, fall and winter rig. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely so. Yeah, the, definitely like in the summer, you don't want these thick <laughs> ales. Just I want one of these while I'm mowing a yard. in your blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just on that, I can't imagine. On that snapper riding lawnmower. That's, that's like the Anchorman milk was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. just start slamming it and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Maybe you could drink it like an iced coffee there. Oh, yeah. That, you know what? Nice. That would be. It's a good yes. point. The strong. It's drink probably it out of a straw. Probably uh, not okay. <laughs> we'll I'll put tell you what. Creamer in there. We've received this beer much better than audiences across America received this movie. How's that for a transition? Uh, How about that? Right? right. That's a pro they fucking did maneuver not right there. Like it. I'll tell you what, guys. People sure do fucking hate this movie. They do. I can understand why. It's it's very it's very strange. Like I said, it has a lot of graphic stuff in there. But golly, man. I mean, people 
straight up hate this movie and say it's one of the mm-hmm. worst flicks that they've ever seen. And this is when it was still in theaters. Yeah. yeah. Which is to me is crazy because movie going to the movies is a wonderful experience, but it costs so much money. Like, yeah. You would yeah. think that you would have just a little bit of an idea of what, what you're getting you're into. See, right. Well, and, and I'll say that as far as like people's expectations versus what they got, this movie was advertised extremely badly. It was. They tried to hide too much of what it was about. Yeah, and, and hide how artsy it is and stuff. Yeah, too. just let people know. I don't trust trailers. I don't anymore. either. They're all no. the same. First off, like every trailer looks like the same movie. Yeah. And then, like, they're nothing like the movie. You go watch the movie, and you're like, this movie's not about a wacky sidekick having funny one-liners. Yeah. It's about World War II. Or it's, you know, you go see the movie, and it's exactly like the trailer, like fucking The New Pet Cemetery. Why the hell did I come watch this fucking movie? Yeah, like The New Pet Cemetery showed us fucking the whole movie. Yeah. Showed us everything. I honestly don't even think this is a horror movie. Yeah, it's kind of hard to categorize as just a straight horror. Yeah. Actually, it is a horror movie for introverts. Yeah, like, now I yeah. such yes. great anxiety <laughs> yeah. about that. And th- there's disturbing ass stuff that it's happens in here. It's pretty horrific at times, but yeah, it doesn't fit the the genre tropes very much. How the trailer made it seem like it was going to be yeah. kind of like the houses. Right. Yeah, yeah it did like seem much more like a horror movie. Yeah. Something and weird was going on. It's much more of just like a Almost like a biblical tale. It's stuff. a thinker. Some it is a people thinker. don't want yeah. thinkers. They want to just. They want stinkers. Fed. Oh. <laughs> they want things just fed to them. And yeah. that probably sounds pretentious of no. me, but come on. It's, it's Darren abs- Aronofsky. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you're going to watch an Aronofsky movie, you know what you're getting into, right? I mean, you I should. I think, yeah. And when I say that people hated it, I mean it was like nominated for Razzies and shit. Which oh, Razzie. I can't. The most egregious Razzie. Oh, of yeah. All time. Yeah, because it's just the one for yeah. worst actress. Yep. Which I don't blows get it. my fucking she mind. She broke her rib. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like acting her ass off in this movie. Yeah. That, whenever. I don't uh, understand. Whenever... They had to create like her own little tent. <laughs> yeah. So she really? could feel better because she wow. was like in it so much. But so she had like a happy spot she'd go to. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And, and I don't understand. Like, I understand if people don't like the movie. I really do. This is not... Yeah, it's not for everybody. It's not a movie for everybody by any means. But I don't understand how you could walk away from this movie and be like, you know what? She did a shit job acting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand what a piece of shit you have to be to think that. I don't even know who you would pick out here as the worst actor. I think everybody does a good job, but she is by far the best yeah. to, to decide... To think she's worst actress even in this movie is ridiculous. Honestly, there were parts where I didn't think that that Javier Bardem was particularly really? awesome. Yeah, okay. there was times where I was just like, English is not his first language. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I remember them saying for like No Country for Old Men, like he was apparently like phonetically reading most of his lines. Hmm. Like he didn't really know what. They oh meant. well, that that sort of explains the strange way he talked call it which is call actually perfect coin. yeah i know that's the thing is like for that movie it really worked because he just seemed like super alien and disconnected and sociopathic and strange yeah. but there were moments in this where i was like yeah he don't speak english real good <laughs> but donald gleason who has a very strong accent oh, wait, wait. donald uh, donald right? donald. <laughs> donald donald gleason yeah, that's how you pronounce <laughs> d-o-m-n-h-a-l-l his his accent 
his great. American accent mm-hmm. was great. And did it's you know great, the yeah. guy that plays his brother is He's actually his brother? His brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually his brother. Yeah. yeah. The Gleasons, man. Aren't they the son of fucking yeah. Brendan Gleason? Or yeah, who we yeah. mentioned in the Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah, Brendan Gleason. Family. There's, what's the other family that's a big acting family? The... Uh, Arkets. How that was in, <laughs> in it. And it, yeah. Oh, okay. The fucking and the guy from True Blood. The, yeah. yeah. Emily's gonna Navian. kill me because she has such a crush Scar- on Scarsgard. Scarsgard. All Scarsgard. Yeah. They're everywhere, man. They'll act up a storm. That fam. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, this movie. It's it's kind of hard to categorize. I understand people not liking it, but I don't really think it deserved all the hate that it got. It no. got to the point where it's one of the. Rare, like there's only like 19 movies ever that have received a perfect F score on Cinema Score. Jeez. Now, an F. I've talked about That's Cinema insane. Score in the past. Cinema Score is basically people are walking around in Orange County with their family and they say, Do you want to see a movie? And that's that it. is not what this movie is for. <laughs> this movie didn't even need a Cinema Score. Why would they do that? All wow. the all the negative stuff that came out about it after I went and saw it, I was like, "Am I wrong?" No, it had yeah. me doubting like my taste. Same, yeah. It's like I I didn't know that people hate it until after I watched it for this podcast, and I was doing you know research, checking out other people's reviews, and I was like, "Whoa, am I dumb?" It seems like everybody hates this. When movie. I was reading the critical responses that were negative, I I was thinking like some of the things they were saying. I was like, "Yeah, I can see that," but then it's like I don't understand like how that makes you so much like hate this movie so much it's just a small thing like you feel like it's pretentious okay maybe it is a little pretentious the pretension is the idea that people are coming into the fucking theater to see something and get some idea about the world right that's not pretentious no that's just artistic and to give you an idea of other movies that have received a perfect f cinema score thing we've got alone in the dark which isn't that Based on like the Sega CD game, Alone that's in the Dark? yeah, it's Uwe Boll, I believe, and he. I don't think I've heard of that one. Uh, Uwe Boll is one of the worst directors of all time, but he he was using an exploit in the German tax system, where basically if you made a movie in Germany, you got all these tax breaks. Oh really? And if it failed, you made more money. No Basically shit. Basically a producer's scam. <laughs> like, from the producers. Respect. Yeah. That's He's great. on that hustle. Um, the Box. I don't know that one. Bug. Oh, The Box. That was... Uh, oh, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, and uh, James Marsden. Yeah. I don't know I that one. I watched that when I was trying to quit smoking. Yeah. <clears throat> is it Hated horrific? It. Is it terrible? Hated it. Yeah, Emily and I watched it in the theater, and it was just like, what is this? I don't I don't understand mm. what was happening there at the Bug end. is on here, which I recall that being like a disgusting uh, horror movie. Yeah. That's oh, that's somewhere. the one with Michael Shannon? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they wow, were saying like... Michael Shannon's in yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, people were like barfing in the Michael theaters. Michael Shannon Probably and... What's her name? The Judd. Ashley Judd. Yeah. 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 The Judd, she's called. The Judd. (laughs) Here come the Judd. Dr. T and the Women with Richard Gere. Dr. T and the Women was bad. I never saw it. That was a bad movie. I assumed it was. (laughs) Eye of the Beholder. Putting Mother in a category with with any of these movies is mind-blowing to me. Fear.com, I Know Who Killed Me. Oh, God. That one with Lindsay Lohan? That was so fucking bad. I heard that it was. I never saw it. Uh, Solaris, The Wicker Man. I assume they mean the... The Nicolas Cage, Cage. yeah. (laughs) Not the bees! And Wolf Creek, which is also a acclaimed horror movie. Apparently they got an F. I never liking that one. But I never again, saw it. Well, most of those, yeah, like I agree with. But yeah. I don't get it. No. Get why it. would well, this even, end up on like that list? Bug, I don't get because Bug is it's a body horror movie. It's gonna gross people out. Yeah. Like why are these? Why are you showing these in Cinema Score? Why are you grabbing people off the street 
like, hey, let's all go watch a movie and see what we think about it. Like, yeah. they think they're getting a prize and you show them this. Like, it's not a fucking prize. <laughs> it's, it's like, a, hey, you want to make challenge. You want your day to get a lot worse? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, fuck cinema score. Yeah, it's not really very <laughs> relevant anyway, I suppose. Now, this movie is centered around a fairly small main cast. There's uh, eight million extras later yeah. on in the movie. But the main cast here, we got old J-Law. She's the best. As, I love her as, to death. As her. Yeah. What's she called Mother? No, it's called her, right? She's called Mother. Moselle. Yeah. We got Javier Bardem as him. Him. Capital, Capital H. H. Capital H him. We've got old, uh, uh, what's his name as the guy that shows up? Ed, that Ed Harris. Ed Harris, he's known as, is his human name. Man. He's got old Michelle Pfeiffer. Woman. Woman. Is this the first thing that she's been in? For a while? I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah, I mean, because she did this, and then she did Ant-Man and the Wasp, and oh, then yeah, Avengers of Endgame. So, yeah, these are... She, I guess she's having, like, a comeback. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Let me she's some fucking, show five her. She's fucking awesome, <laughs> man. She's one of those people that is kind of in that same category as Brad Pitt, where it's like, they're so gorgeous that people forget they're great actors. Yeah. Right. You know? Because she always has been. Yeah, Even she's Scarface always been awesome. was like, early in her oh, career. Oh, man, she's, she's great amazing in, in yeah. that, dude. Completely amazing. And as Catwoman, 10 oh, out of 10. Yeah, 10 out yeah, of 10. Yeah. That's Selena Kyle. <laughs> and we got, she was perfect for it. Oh, like, yeah. She did it perfect. so perfectly. We got those Gleasons in there as the brothers. Yeah. And then later on, Kristen Wiig shows up. Kristen so Wiig random. does show up. Just to kill a bunch of people. She was top billed and was in it, I think, for a running time of five minutes. Five oh, minutes no so. shit. Yeah, and it's just like not even a consistent, like you, you just see her and then she's gone and then she's back and then yeah. she's gone. Like It also has Stephen McHattie who, who dat? he plays the zealot guy. You might recognize his face if you're just looking at a picture of him, but he was he's the star of Pontypool. Mm, which mm-hmm. is a really interesting horror movie. I liked movie. it until the very end. I enjoyed it the whole way through and still don't know what it was about. I'm yeah. write that down. Yeah, oh, Monty you should Pool's check cool. that out. Yeah. It's yeah. like a one-line mic. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the cast, though, yeah, pretty small. But a bunch of badasses. Bunch of badasses, a bunch of great actors, and then, of course, all these extras show up, and they they all have titles and things. And this this episode, like if we wanted to could be four or five hours because yeah, yeah. There, like there's just symbols all over the place and it's ridiculous it's a lot to dissect but I think it doesn't matter that much right. honestly yeah. when it comes to the whole movie like those individual things might be interesting like there's a guy named the coppersmith don't know why <laughs> never smiths any copper not that I see yeah I definitely think this is one that you could yeah. just dig and dig and dig and then yeah. start just trying to come up with even more things that could work for it yeah and but you, I, rem- I remember just reading like one sentence after I read it or after I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the pretty simple sentence is this is about the creation myth. It's Adam and Eve. It's yeah. Cain and Abel. And you can even the say world. It, it goes the whole gamut even into Revelation. And yeah, it goes all the, the way into baptism by fire, just yeah. destruction of the earth. Yeah. Which I'll tell you this and I'll, I'll talk about what I saw out of the movie later. But, you know, I watched the movie. I really enjoyed it. And then just started reading up on it and stuff afterwards. And yeah, mm-hmm. one of the first things that I read was excerpts from interviews with Aronofsky where he was like, yeah, it's about the Bible. Mm-hmm. This represents this. This person is this person. This person is this person. Yeah. It honestly lowered the cool factor of the movie for me. Not well, necessarily because I didn't think the subject matter was cool, but because I just don't think it's cool for a director to make this super allegorical movie and then explain the whole fucking thing to you. Yeah. So the original title was Day Six or Day Seven. Yeah, and which that is would have been way on the nose. Two on no, the nose. No, 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 no. I think that really. Would, 
You wouldn't have liked that? Day seven, which is the day he rested, right? Like Yeah, so day six when all like day six is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, called. okay, so the last yeah. day of the But creation. then but like maybe the director doesn't come out and say all this stuff and explain it to you, but just call it day six. Yeah, yeah, and let you figure out. Oh, like in the Bible. Yeah, you know, I would. I would equally work with as mother, like because they're both like enigmatic. You kind of have to figure out what they yeah. are. Even with day six, That's like even true. if you know the Adam and Eve part, it's still just like, well, how does that relate to the creation of the earth? But right, yeah, it does. It's all here, yeah. But you know, to me, it's like the reason why we're still having these endless discussions about. What the fuck is The Shining about? Right. It's because Stanley Kubrick didn't tell us what the fuck The Shining exactly. is about. Well, I mean, I, whenever the director or the artist tells you exactly what it is and what it means, yeah. all discussion ends. And to me, that's lame. You don't want the artist telling you how to interpret Yes. Art. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To me, anyway, some people no, I'm would probably do better with that, I guess, but... To me, it's like, I like it when things are open. Like, I love mm-hmm. the discussions that we have about, yeah, what is The Shining about? Right. What is The Witch about? And we can have those discussions because nobody has spoon-fed us that, that information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So basically, as far as some of the biblical allegories and stuff go here, we got Jennifer Lawrence, which represents Mother, which in, in his words represents Gaia, like Mother Earth. So Mother uh, is in no way, I think supposed to be fully representation of mother earth okay because mother earth is in no way connected to the kabbalah jewish mysticism of the movie mother earth actually isn't even a a ubiquitous belief in all religions the idea that the earth is a mother Mm -hmm. she represents that somewhat but in other ways she represents this very difficult to explain Mm -hmm. kabbalah principle of shekinah Shakira. Shakira. It's about hips not lying and yeah. a she-wolf being in a closet. My yeah. hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. <laughs> she's got, we she's all got nailed it. it. Yeah. We all nailed Shakira. Yeah. The three Shakiras. We should start like a singing <laughs> group Shakira, called the Shakira. three Shakiras. Where it's like a... Uh, three Shakiras. Yeah. Like a singing telegram service. Yeah. The three Shakiras. And we show up and we're like, Hello. Hello. <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) Tell me about Shakira (laughs) Shakira here Shekinah might actually be sort of a a full explanation of the movie in some ways But the fact is that Shekinah is Jewish mysticism And so it's just like any sort of ponderous idea You can never completely comprehend it Mm. So you're always trying to work your way around explaining it. It's like the the Tao. It's like Pink Floyd. It's like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Now but, I'm on, now I'm on board. <laughs> so it's a Hebrew word that means dwelling or settling, and it really means it's really like a representation of the way that uh, the spirit of God can dwell or settle in you. Okay. So it's got a lot of poetic meaning though. That is going to be interesting, I think. I just want to see how you guys react to some of these poetic meanings. So, the Semitic root of it is often used to refer to the act of nesting Nesting. or a bird's nest. Okay. Nesting is a real thing. Yes, and it's occurring in this movie. You get that instinct going on? I, for some reason, wanted like flowers all the time around, like in vases to make the... That's nicer. It's weird. Like she's fixing the house because it's his home, but she's fixing the house because she wants to put a baby in it. Mm -hmm. Word. She's Mm. nesting. Um, I thought about that. So Shekinah also represents the feminine attributes of the presence of God. So 
it's really easy to say that Javier Bardem is is a representation of God in this. Yeah, that's what I read but out of it. If if I'm right on this, she's also a representation of God. So they're a duality. Hmm. He's the side of God that's able to be revered and like wants people's adulation and stuff. And she's the side of God that gets beaten up and taken yeah. advantage of. He's the face and she's the jobber. Right. Exactly right. Put this in Razzlin terms. <laughs> <laughs> so the Shekinah is also a holy fire that resides within the home of a married couple. What? This is a lot of things for one thing to represent. Yeah, but all of these things are in this movie. <laughs> a holy hmm. fire that... Is in a the home of a married couple. That's how this movie ends. It's and true. begins. And yeah. begins. And begins. It begins, yeah. it begins and ends the same. Hmm. Okay, so this is interesting. In 1967, anthropologist Raphael Patai argued in The Hebrew Goddess that the term Shekinah refers to a goddess. Like a specific individual goddess. That ain't in the Bible. That, that would be <laughs> that like a holy mother. Yeah, yeah. A... a, a Companion to a male god. Yeah. Uh, which was very interesting as a former Mormon, because Mormons believed that. To find out that actually... Wait, really? Yeah. I uh, did not know that. The, a lot of Mormons... If any Mormons listening right now, they're like, that's too sacred. No, it's not. Fucking get off your fucking shit. It's not sacred at all. <laughs> uh, like, we're not supposed to know about it? Yeah, apparently. I don't well, know. Well, that's so different than how I was raised, which was to spread the word. Yeah, yeah you're supposed to. Everything. Oh, no, Mormons are supposed to spread oh, the word, true. except about all the stuff that would weird people out. Yeah. No <laughs> Which is underwear. all the stuff that was interesting to me. The moment that I heard that God has a wife and she's part of the decision making, I was like, that makes sense. I'm interested in you people. No now. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I honestly, I would have never become Mormon if it had just been the missionaries telling me the stuff about the church because yeah. it was my friend on the side being like no no dude but also you can become a god <laughs> and Sick. I was like this is fucking where it's at metal <laughs> anyway though so like in this idea then and, and this was what opened it up to me is that she she's not a separate entity from him hmm. she is him they are one another interesting okay but that takes away all the responsibility of all the pain and suffering she endures. Yeah, yeah, it means yeah. that he's somehow not responsible because he's also enduring it. So I don't like that too much. Yeah. There's another relevant connection to the Shekinah. And if anybody's listening right now who speaks Yiddish or whatever, I know I'm not saying that right. Lois <laughs> um, <clears throat> Roden, who was the pre-David Koresh teacher and prophet Look out. of the Branch Davidian. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, she published a magazine called Shekinah and the first three letters, S-H-E, were capitalized. She? Uh-huh. In which she, she put a heavy emphasis on women's spirituality and the feminine aspect of God. Oh. And guess what happened? This guy came along and seduced her and fucked her and then she died and he changed his name to David Koresh. And got rid of all that stuff. <laughs> and and get this hell started out of marrying 12-year-olds. So anyway. <laughs> Ooh, did not end well. Spoilers. But this Spoilers. movie has moments that are like the ATF storming the Branch Davidian compound. Yeah, absolutely so. So like all of these things, when I was seeing these, I was huh, like, well, word. obviously he's he's working with these ideas. But none of us know this. Like we're not, none of us are into Kabbalah. The most, most people aren't into Kabbalah. Yeah. So like. 
who's who's that message for? Yeah, that's the thing. Is yeah, is if he's lacing this with all that imagery and like one percent of one percent of the population is going to be like, oh yeah, it's like Shakina, sick, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then meanwhile, ninety nine point nine percent of other people are like writing negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I get it a little bit. I like, like a person you're who, saying mm-hmm. definitely makes sense, but also uh, I heard that he wrote it in like five days. Yeah, I Whoa. just can't imagine that's that. The th- that's exactly he, well. The, he, he's a very smart guy. He yeah. is. He, has, he has to be, but like, like deeply into Jewish mysticism, though, because like even Pi was about Jewish mysticism. Yeah. Like there was elements of it in in other movies, but maybe it was just stuff that he'd already had on his head. But he has also said that like. You know, he he didn't plan it all out, and like you can kind of see whatever you want in it. Yeah. So a lot of it is just stuff coming out of him. This is probably stuff that's been deep inside of him that's for a true. long time. That's a good point. Yeah, could be. That's interesting stuff. I did yeah. not know about any of that. I didn't either. <laughs> I think all I knew of Kabbalah didn't didn't Madonna do that for a second and wear a red string around her you wrist? Wore a, she wore oh, a red yeah. string, and I think uh, Ashton Kutcher did too. Yeah, wearing a red string was popular for a while. That's about all that I know up to now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they discovered juicing, and they were like, "Ah, fuck that." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the the biblical allegories keep going. Apparently, yeah. Javier Bardem as as him is supposed to represent God, the All Father Creator. Kinda, I Kinda. think. Yeah, he ain't like much at like times, Odin. He doesn't seem to be in control. No, he seems to just be well, a part of. I think that's part of. Well, at least what I was yeah. raised it to believe is that humans have free will. Mm. So God created yeah. humans and just set them off on earth and yeah. then they just keep fucking it Doing up. Their thing. They do. Well, and also, too, I mean, the way that you're saying he wasn't necessarily in control of things, I think kind of makes sense to an extent, too, because, I mean, with the whole Old Testament belief that God is a jealous God. <laughs> Yeah. You think of that as it meaning like I don't like anybody before me. That would also mean he really likes getting attention from everybody. Yeah. Which is what God's thirsty. Yeah, God thirsty. <laughs> God thirsty. <laughs> so basically as he's getting all this attention in this movie as the creator, he's just soaking it up and loving it because ultimately if he's a jealous God, that would be his reaction. Yeah. You know, so he's neglecting things that are going on in the house and the home and all that stuff, everything mm-hmm. going to shit because he just likes the attention. Yeah. Kind of makes sense when you think about it from that jealous God, Old Testament kind of way. It does. Yeah. You know? And his works, apparently, are supposed to represent, like his first work that made him all famous is the Old Testament or the Ten Commandments, right? Yeah, the Ten Commandments. Like uh, when we see, when he shows uh, Ed Harris's office yeah. and takes him and he's showing him his first book mm-hmm. and Ed Harris is like I like this book or whatever in that moment it is it is sort of a representation of like Moses on the mount being given the Ten Commandments it's also a representation of the Holy of Holies where the Ten Commandments was uh, held in the Ark of the Covenant like but it's also a representation just of uh, God walking with Adam in the Garden of Eden before right. he created well, that's before Eve, Eve shows yeah. up yeah yeah because the next day is when Eve shows up yeah right well there's a little rib excision that, that was occurs. Definitely the part when I first watched it where I was like, something's going on in yeah. this yeah. that I'm not picking up. Yeah, why has he got a big gash on the side of him now? <laughs> yeah. He also likes to party. Adam was a party animal. Apparently. He likes drinking and smoking. <laughs> he and, loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Puking in a commode. Oh, what's 
in the commode. Okay, that's, thank that's you. a good that question. That is something I wanted to fucking There's some talk sort about. of damn shitworm in there. It, I, it looked like a fucking crab or maybe like a like a miscarriage or something. Maybe it was a miscarriage. What? Maybe it was a miscarried crab. Crab people, crab people. Do crabs have miscarriages? I don't know. Do crab people? Oh yeah, crab people. Do but what that. the fuck was that? Like she looks in the toilet and there's like something, and, and then, then it's it, it moves, scoots away, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. sprays ink and. Sp- yeah, there's some kind of like. <laughs> it has something to do substance. maybe with the house, or does it have something to do with him throwing well, the, up? We know the house has a heart. Maybe it has other organs. Maybe that was prolapse. <laughs> Maybe the house has got a prolapse. I don't know. Hey, that can happen during childhood. Yes, it can. Oh, that, Jesus. It can all pop out. Yeah. yeah. Everything comes out. Just push it back yeah, up don't, in there. Don't people sometimes have their, like, their fucking viscera, their like, guts come out and stuff with it every now and then? I don't think that's possible. Those aren't death. connected. Good. Exactly. Good. I, I was bringing that up they... to say good. I'm glad wait, I can't. Wait, in homeschool, did they teach? <laughs> yeah. Your was, mom was like, it's all just in there. <laughs> Whatever. It's all mixed around. I don't Maybe know. during C-sections. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was definitely... Uh, one of my unanswered questions that I, I don't. Yeah, get I'm that. still not sure it. about that one. So yeah, so God, uh, Javier Bardem, him. I, I wanted to talk about the fact that they call him him and give the capital H, so we know it's like God or yeah, whatever. Yeah, godlike. Yeah. But it's him. His name's not he. His name is him. It's true. Him is the object or subjective case. Objective that, case. That feller. Uh, meaning he is an object. Oh. We are objectifying God. In his name, mm-hmm. like his name is him, not he. So he that's very deliberate. Is what yeah. You're well, yeah. Obviously, it's deliberate. Like, there's no reason why they would name him him for no reason. But unless they are really big fans of the band, oh him. God. Oh God, that was <laughs> fuck. That all makes sense. Exactly right, dude. Exactly. <laughs> big Finnish Finnish band fans. What the fuck? They were finished, right? I don't. I think. I think they were. Because they were real. Bam, the producer of this movie. Uh-huh. What's going on right now? <laughs> this movie was all about how that band just created and created a whole world of music and was misunderstood. Yeah. You know. Well, so okay, so <laughs> that that this is uh, what is it? Reverential capitalization. Yeah. They do that with God and the scriptures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Any reference to him, like if they're if they're calling him the healer or whatever, the H is capitalized. Right, whatever. yeah, yeah. So there's that, but then Mother is intentionally not capitalized. Uh-huh. But is given an exclamation point. What's Why? the deal with that? He said that that, I read it in an interview again, that, yeah. that, that the title was, it had the exclamation at the end of it to represent the chaos at the end of the I movie. I read that too, and I was like, that's like, not man, my favorite answer That was a bad you. answer, I thought. I read it too. <laughs> yeah, like, really? Is it? I, to me... You don't need that. I no. think there are a lot of different ways to interpret it, and that's, you know, always good yeah. for any artistic endeavor is to leave interpretation open, but to me, it's the end of a sentence. Hmm. Like, it's true. And that makes it like a Finnegan's Wake type of thing. Finnegan's Wake is James Joyce's last novel where it's cyclical. Like, you can read it from beginning to end and start from the end at the beginning again, and it, it finishes a sentence. Okay. Um, so it's, it's almost like it's cyclical. She starts by saying, baby, question mark. And it ends with mother exclamation point. That's pretty sick. I, I don't know how much question mark and the mother exclamation part 
that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting idea. But like again, I would have had so much respect for him if he would have been like, I just wanted to make it easier for you to search it online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's such like a well, the, the Danzig song kept coming up the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and so. was like fuck. <laughs> but the biblical analogies don't end there. Apparently, they don't. There's a whole lot more stuff where. And I don't know. I thought this is kind of corny. Like the whole like sink getting ripped off the wall represents the the great flood. Yeah. Listen, okay. You would think that the most disturbing part for me in that movie would be the baby. Eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the most like I was gutted <laughs> when those people were bouncing on the sink. Yeah. She asked them yeah. so, she was nice so nice to I was get so off the sink. Yes. And I, they it's just a, wouldn't fucking listen. I couldn't deal with how much everyone was disrespecting her. Like, I was just, like, fucking angry the whole movie. That's why I feel like it, it does have something to yeah. do with Mother Earth and, oh, like, yeah. what we do oh, to our planet. Does, like, yeah. Yeah. how shitty we treat right. our planet. The metaphor mixes for me where it's, like, he's obviously going for all this biblical stuff, but he's also obviously going for Mother Earth. Like, because, well, yeah. in real life... No matter what you believe, they all yeah. need to like. It has to intersect with right. planet Earth. Yeah, because it's it, it is uh, the matrix of humanity. That's right? where all my it stuff is. is. Yeah. it is humanity's womb. All my stuff's here, and that's actually something I wanted to talk about about the house. It has this sort of womb-like quality to it, but it also is like a temple, mm. um, in the actual Judaic like Hebrew temple sense, in that it has. All of the elements of a temple, including the Holy of Holies, as I was mentioning, the office is like, in some sense, the Holy of Holies, because this house also represents Earth in its entirety, and the yeah. office also represents the Garden of Eden and stuff. So, right. But it also represents the Holy of Holies, where the, the Ten Commandments were held, and all these sacred artifacts were held, and that is where his most sacred artifact is, which is the heart of the previous mother. Yeah. The crystal you see at the very first of the movie. Yeah. Right. And... It's when the Adam and Eve, which is Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris, are told consistently, don't do that, and yeah. then they do it, that they're kicked out of the garden. Right. And he closes it up and makes sure nobody can go back in. But the house is also, like, this is, like, the most surface level, but I also found it to be, like, the hardest to figure out. It's also a house. Like, it's a house where people live. Yeah. Representatively, beyond that, it's, like, a real physical space people live in, and it doesn't feel real. Like the location the geometry we, and stuff yeah. is odd. Yeah, it's, it's very a strange. Hexagon. Yeah, right? yeah, and like she, there's one point where like she looks to the right and she sees where that like hole is, mm -hmm. and he goes upstairs, and then she goes to the left into the room where the hole is, and it was very obviously done, like not an accident. Yeah, it's like it's spatially weird yeah. on purpose, like The Shining or something. Yeah. So the house itself is weird, like beyond just being a symbolic thing. It like as a physical space is strange. Yeah. And I I wanted to actually like see if we could figure out a surface level reading of this that has nothing to do with Kabbalah, nothing to do with like global warming and stuff. Like, is oh, there yeah. a reading of this movie where it just makes sense on its own? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I got out of it whenever I watched this oh, movie good. the first time. I'd love to hear this. Dude, I the first time that I watched it, I don't know. I, I saw some things that made me think it was kind of biblical. I mean, the, the Cain and Abel thing yeah. was, was pretty on the nose. But the entire time that I was watching this and I was seeing Javier 
who is this artist that is revered and loved by his fans yeah. and definitely very self-obsessed. Meanwhile, he's got his wife who is keeping all the gears turning and ends up getting pulled into his world and the world of his fans and his worshipers and stuff like this. It got a little bit too real to me as a person <laughs> who makes their living creating things, yeah. um, which which just affirms that I think most artists do have some type of God complex. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like you- Self-obsessed. You have to be. I think the reason that people get into art is so they keep on living after they're after they die. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like you think you're that cool? To me A what this bit. really felt <laughs> like like okay, we've we've had movies like Almost Famous, which is the story of the fans. We've had plenty yeah. of other movies like I don't know, The Dirt that are the story of the artists. Yeah. But what I thought in the reading I got out of this movie, which uh-huh. apparently, according to the director, I was completely wrong about. Yeah. But the reading that I got from this movie is it was kind of the whole story of fans, the artist, their art told from the perspective of the muse. Yeah. The person who inspired all that artwork and how fucked up and terrible that must be to be the muse. That is exactly <laughs> what I read out of it. That's even deeper than the, the, what I got out of out of it the first time yeah. which is like woe is me women give we give we give we give and like yeah. <laughs> is it what is enough you know it, right I definitely on uh when i watched it with kate and she was talking about like what it's like to live you know kind of with someone that has fans and she was yeah. talking yeah. kind of about that and i was that's all that i could see out of it that's like that's all that i could kind yeah. of see out of it personally is it's just this whole story of artist fans and the muse that inspires the, the entire thing, which is ultimately mm. the thing that kind of gets kicked to the side. Like and how invisible yes. yeah. that like partners can be sometimes when yeah. they're not in it. Oh, she, yeah. Like, he <clears throat> really treats her terribly. Everyone does. Everyone does. Everyone treats her like absolute dog shit. <clears throat> it's yeah. terrible. I, I like the creativity angle, too. Like, yeah. I, I was seeing that as well. The first, uh, really, the first time I watched it, when I saw the, like, biblical stuff, I kind of got disappointed, just like you, when he said Afterwards, that that's it. Yeah. Kind of got disappointed, because I was like, eh, we've seen that so much. We've seen so many allegories. Like, just whatever. Yeah, give me something new. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then I started seeing, like, this was, you know, once the Cain and Abel thing happens, that's when shit really pops off and everybody starts being absolute terrible to her. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, this movie is about how fucking terrible we are to women. And then in the end, it's like global warming. And I'm like, oh, it's about Earth. Gotcha. <laughs> right. But I like the creativity angle, too. Yeah. And I actually, because I just, I don't know, sometimes it really pays off to just look up a word you know the definition to. Yeah. And try to understand it. So creativity wasn't a thing before the Renaissance. Like, really? Yeah, there was no concept of creativity. The idea was that God was creative and sometimes he gave you something. And like you then used it as an artist. So it's not coming like from you. Yeah. And so the intermediary intermediary is a muse. That's Mm. the person who God talks to and then the muse talks to the, the artist. And we see that in this where she talks directly to the house to figure out, like, how to paint it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one yeah. scene where she, like, puts a shade of brown or yeah. yellow up. And then, like, she's like, now nah, I'm going to dap some more of this dust in mm-hmm. this here caulk. And, like... Yeah. 
put up just a slightly darker shade. Yeah, she's and like, it's like, know. that's it. Like, she gets against the wall time, like a few times where she's just sort of like listening to the house yeah. to know how to, to do what it wants. So in that sense, if that is the case, the house is God. And oh. she's the, the muse and he's just a creative. Hmm. Who is has a god complex? Yeah, people That's are drawn cool. to the house, and he's the face of the house. Yeah, though she's the one who did it all. What do you think? No. I, I mean, that's something I haven't thought about. This is definitely the kind of conversation that does make me upset that he spilled beans. Spilled the beans. Yeah, yeah. It. it really I does. I was kind of like just happy that he was like. Yeah, it's about the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe we could have found more. Yeah. yeah. Let me have some fun with this thing, you know? You know, kind of the thing that I got about it and what I kept thinking of, which, which again, it's like, th- this just shows just what a fucking self-obsessed, dumb <laughs> asshole I am. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh, this guy's like me. He makes stuff and he has fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is just what a fucking self-centered piece of shit I am, I guess. Yeah. But I'm probably. watching this yeah. and, and I'm seeing that. But then I'm also seeing, okay, ultimately, though, this guy is creatively impotent. He's not written anything in forever until he gets the inspiration from her, right? Right. And then as a result of that, he's got all these fans and stuff, these adoring fans that show up. And there's something that in the age of social media, I think so many people can, can relate to. There is something strangely addictive about receiving the love of strangers, that somehow is, yes. is so self-validating. Yeah, it is really nice. To hear from people that don't know you, they've never met you, they know nothing about you, but when you hear they like your stuff, it feels very redeeming. And I don't fucking know why. I have no clue why that works. The beginning of the end for me with music was as soon as I knew how much I was going to have to be on social media uh-huh. oh God, yeah. to do it, <laughs> I was out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm out. You're not interested in, no, in that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was when I was younger, but I don't know. Social yeah. media, like you have to let people into your actual personal you life. You do. Now. Like it's completely You have different. to let them into your home. Like this, yeah, you really, because that is, I mean, that's, that actually, I'm glad you just said that because that is what this sort of is is social media like that's what you i'm seeing social it. media into your home you're allowing this entire world yeah. to in come in life. and affect everything about your life yeah and when you're the person that's attached to the person that's receiving all that attention you're like i didn't fucking ask for this mm-hmm. i didn't ask to be a part of this world i think right now by the way I just say, chuck out the Bible shit. <laughs> this is a good movie without it. I know. Yeah. I really do think so. Like, I honestly wish I wouldn't have looked into the Bible stuff. I think yeah. I, I liked the movie better before I learned about maybe that. Maybe that was it, though. Maybe, like, maybe. I mean, this is a stupid, like, J.J. Yeah. Abrams level type of thing to do where he was like, I'll tell them it's about the Bible so they have to think more yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's stupid. But you know what I got to thinking about? <laughs> like, like I said, as far as that, that three-way game of fans, artists, the muse and stuff like that. Yeah. It got me even thinking about like, let's say that you were old. What's her name? That was the inspiration for the song Layla. Right. Eric Clapton loved this woman. This woman loved George Harrison, right? I think that's the old story with Layla. Right. Yeah. He stole George Harrison's girlfriend or wanted to. Yeah. And basically I see this girl. Yeah. Know, right. <laughs> and so basically the song Layla, which is like one of the biggest hit songs fucking ever everybody knows that song version 
But can you imagine? That's pretty damn good. But can you imagine? What it is like, okay, like I'll put it this way as fans, we know that song. It's yeah. this great anthemic tune that Eric Clapton played on. We know the whole story behind it. It involves one of our other heroes, George Harrison, or whoever the other guy is. Right, right. But if you're the woman, if you're Layla, mm-hmm. and you're like, what the fuck? Like, this was a really real life experience for me. I was in love with this guy. I fell in love with this other guy. This is my life that this fucking song is about. Mm. And now you go and write this fucking tune about it. My entire life and my real life experience is now completely public knowledge. Thanks for that. Yeah. I was just trying to live my life and I ended up inspiring you to write your fucking song. Yeah. That has to be awful. I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I also think Layla was probably a little bit of a backstage Betty. Backstage Betty. You better write a song about me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I get what you're saying. To put it in a different context for people who don't know Eric Clapton. Imagine if you were the stripper in Mike Jones's I'm in love with a stripper. And you're like, right. man, I was just stripping and now everybody's selling my business. <laughs> I just clocked in for a day out the office. <laughs> I'm sure that like two people were like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. I'm in love with a stripper. Gotcha. Right. But, you know, it's like when I was watching this movie, I, I was able to connect on it in, in very, very real ways and really feel like a, a true asshole as I was watching it. Because <laughs> yeah. there's all this like horrible shit going on at the house. Mm hmm. And she's like, you know, the mother is like, don't you see what's going on here? Like, these people are wrecking the house. This is going on. This is happening. He's like, yeah, just, you know, give my fans a little bit more time. And he's like so obsessed with talking to his fans on that jazz. It's like, I've been there. I've done that. There have been like real life things going mm-hmm. on between Kate and I in our house. And I'm like responding to fan comments on YouTube. Right. You know, it's like you get so obsessed with keeping up with the people that adore your work. Yeah. It's strange, man. It's like, this is a real artist guilt movie to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's really, cause it stuck with me too. I kept thinking like, I, I know I've done this to my wife. Like just people want to talk to me about something and like, I would rather talk to her, but I also love when people like me. Yeah. (laughs) So this guy's just obsessed with, People liking him. Yeah, exactly. He wants everyone to adore him. Yeah. Well, and I know that I, there have been times that I have literally brought strangers into our home, the same as this happened, you know, where like, I'll be oh, like, oh man, God. This, yeah, this band I met on tour, they're in town, they need a place to stay. I didn't they're fine. They're that. cool. They're, they're coming over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, what? What? what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, they're cool. They're fine. They'll stay on the couch. Let's feed them. And it's like, that's what happens in this movie. As much touring as I've done, I would never let a band stay in my house. Oh, I was going to say, I would not like, <laughs> that oh, sounds like a horror movie to me. Yeah. Even though we were a good band, but like, there's some out there. Not By the so way, much. we could easily just write that horror movie. A band stays with a family. The band kills the family or whatever. Or the family, family kills, kills the band. band. Yeah. So, Thomas, this is one of those... Know someone that knows someone that mm-hmm. knows someone stories, yeah. but Thomas was on tour when I was not in the, Thomas and my husband. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he was in a band and he was on this Christian rock tour. Oh. They were in a Christian band, but uh-huh. he was playing with a Christian band. And they had this crazy story where this teenager was like, hey, my parents out of town. Uh-huh. Do you just want to crash at my house? And so the band went and stayed at their house and he was like, yeah, make yourself at home. Just... Stay out of this bedroom. Oh, and, no. You know, oh. stay out of the fridge. Oh, no. And so they stayed, and they thought the kid was pretty weird. And the next day, they were at, I guess, like McDonald's or something, and the, there was this crazy news 
story that came on about like oh, shit. this kid killed his parents. What? And they Holy stayed in the house. Shit. What? I know. That is insane. Holy shit. Oh. I've had some weird tour stuff happen. Nope. Not like that. Nope. That tops them all. I'm pretty sure that would stop me from playing music. I mean, I'm, yeah, that would have done it. <laughs> or at least not get hotels. Like, it's worth it. I'll tell you what, though. I'm also pretty sure that this movie very well could be the story of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Oh, shit. You know? You got Courtney Love. She's this blonde lady. She inspires all the work uh-huh. that the man gets all the adoration for. She's known for her homemaking skills. Uh-huh. She puts out her own project, right? She puts her baby out there in the world. People tear it to shreds. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that's what this movie is about. Only twist at the end, she doesn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been too on the nose. Like he would have been like, twist. people will read it directly if yeah, she murders like, him oh, at that's the Kirk end. Cobain, duh. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the whole story. Got it. Yeah, it would have been a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, as somebody who is a a creative and has also been in a partnership with a creative. That's something that I imagine must be very strange. And can you see those parallels in this movie? And how do you feel about that kind of thing? I, I could definitely see that in the movie. The, like you talk about how you get the artist side out of it. And I think that when I watched this, I was so far out of that and more like into like I was five, six months pregnant. Yeah. So I was yeah. feeling I'm trying to make a home here. Si- yeah. The side of a mother and yeah. everything that you give, like you give up. God, it sounds like such a cliche, but you give up a lot. Like you give up yeah. your freedom. You give up Sushi. your body. You give <laughs> yeah, up yeah. trampolines. Like it's <laughs> That's a, a whole shame, huge, honestly. huge list of things that you yeah. give to keep things go. Like just to bring life into this world, and then honestly, just as a, I'm sure, like there's just different women. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different, but yes. I think for the majority, women are givers absolutely yeah. so. i'd say that's true in my absolutely. life that's been true yeah. yeah and just every th- dang thing she put into that house the meal that she made and all those people came and, like they didn't even eat the Left meal the and the house. guy was she was like this is my house and he's like this is everyone's house your husband said so this movie just puts so much self-obsessed annoying things about myself on the screen for me to see it really made me feel like an asshole because I just related <laughs> so much with everything that was going on. One of my favorite lines in the movie is that part where I think it's towards the end and she's like, I have nothing more to give or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, or no, she says, I wasn't enough. And he yeah. said, nothing is ever enough. I couldn't create if it was. Yeah. That line, nothing yeah. is ever enough. I couldn't create if it was, is so fucking good. Yeah. Like that to me is just like, that is what it's like to create art in in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, most people that are artists are depressive and yeah, like they're never going to be one hundred percent happy. Yeah, if you yeah. were full, spoiler alert. Yeah, really. <laughs> if you were full, you wouldn't be trying to fill it with anything. Yeah. You know, it's why we see so many of our favorite artists work mm. peter off after their life gets good. Yeah, because they have enough. Mm-hmm. When they don't have enough, they gotta fill it up with something. Mm-hmm. That's when they make their best work. Usually, not all the time, Mm. but that's a thing. So fucking awesome. So yeah, to me, like I said, I I completely read this movie the wrong way. I I don't think that's the wrong way. I don't think so. I like it better that way, honestly. I was going to say, I don't think, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Who gives a shit what the artist thinks their art means? 
It's how it really it literally you. means zero yeah. when it comes down to it. Right. Just like because if you sit in front of a painting and you get so much out of it, and then the artist comes along and goes, "That's about my mom." <laughs> oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. All that shit I got out of it is invalidated by the fact that you think it's about your mom. Doesn't matter what you think it's about. Right. Which that's, that's a good point because, like I said, it's easy for me to watch this and be like, "I'm disappointed. This is about the Bible. It's not what I thought it was." Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My. It doesn't mean that my thoughts and ideas about this movie are invalidated at all. No. No, I think yours are even better, honestly. Thanks, I know. Hey, I want to get a pull. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, warm in this room. I'm feeling like I haven't had a pull in ages. How about we get ourselves a rip off of this thing? What'd you bring us here, Lindsay? This is a DDH Juicy Epa. Supposed to be beer. From so Untitled Art. It might oh. be. A, it says there's beer in this can. Okay. I 7%. wanted some DDH. <laughs> I was like, damn, what's that? I was hoping it was DDP, and as soon as I open this up, we're going to get diamond cuttered, then do some yoga. By Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> this is from mic- Microphone Brewing. And I'm honestly not just saying that like an idiot like I do sometimes. It says Microphone. Microphone. Which I like that a lot from Wakani, Wisconsin. Really cool art and stuff on this too. I look forward to getting a try of this thing right here. Get you let's try. Find, let's find out about it. One of my favorite lines uh-huh. of the movie, which kind of wrapped up how I felt about it, was you never loved me. You just loved how much I loved you. That's fucking brutal. And that is. That that's is brutal. And again, that's artists and their fans, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that I didn't is even true. see that side of it. It's like one of my biggest fears is. Uh, oh, God. Like unrequited love and. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh. That's yeah. brutal. No, that's frightening. And it's it's absolutely frightening because she lives with him and they're married. Like. Yeah. To, to realize after Terrifying. all that time, just like, oh, you don't, you don't love me. Yeah. Wow. Just love how I make you feel. That would fucking suck. Yeah. That fucking would blows. suck so bad. Like, I, I don't think any of us are in that type of relationship because no. this relationship is obviously fucked up from the beginning. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's always disregarding what she says. He never listens to her. He's gaslighting her. He's like pretending like these things aren't a big deal. Right. Like, it's a big fucking deal. Like, we <laughs> all know this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one part that I just remembered. So, the day after they have finally have sex, and she's like pregnant, mm-hmm. which by the way, like she like touched her boob, and, she was and like, I was like, "That's, that's how it. I knew I was pregnant." Seriously, really? yeah. Like, after like Little a couple touch. weeks, like the boob just hurt. Oh. Okay. Anyways, he starts. He's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Got this idea," and starts uh-huh. writing. And she's like, "I guess I'll just let you do that. I'll go work on right. the apocalypse." Did you catch that line? Yes, oh, no. I didn't even think, didn't about, think about that, that. though. Like, no. what is that? I remember it sticking out. as like, that's weird, but what? yeah, well, I'll go work on... Huh. Guess I'll just get started on the apocalypse. On the I apocalypse. think that's what she said. Interesting. That's what she said. That's what she said. I'll Which, tell you what I say. This beer is fucking delicious. Yes. Oh, yeah, this is juicy is as hell. Good. I'm digging it. What, who's this buying again? Microphone. Microphone. See, this one tastes tastes like pineapple. Yeah, this is more pineapple. Microphone. We had that one before the show that just tasted weird. I didn't like it. This is about our tenth beer. I'm not. Yeah, I we're on it. <laughs> I wasn't no fan of that. Yeah, one of the things, too, if I can wrap up kind of the whole artist, muse, inspiration, thoughts mm-hmm. and stuff, too, is that at the end of this movie, after all this, like, horrible, 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 awful shit has happened. I mean, so much bad, bad, bad stuff. But it results in Mr. Artist getting his prized little work, his little crystal that he puts on a pedestal. Right. 
And he's not even like sad or upset about everything that's happened. He's actually happy about it, as we yeah. know from his reaction to the crystal before. Yeah, he just he looks at loves his... that more than anything. Exactly, and, and that's the thing is like it just makes you wonder. It's like, you know, w- with these artists and stuff that create these works that are based out of some horrible tragedy that happened in their life, or some awful, you know, bad relationship or mm-hmm. death or whatever, and then they just sit down and go, "I made a pretty song." <laughs> it's just so easy to become obsessed with your yeah. own work and just smell your own farts yeah. and forget about what happened for you to get there. I mean, a song like Butterfly by Weezer, which is just oh. absolutely incredible. Yeah. There was some genuinely fucked up shit that happened oh, to make yeah. that song. For sure. You know? God, it's wild, man. Yeah. You talk about Weezer a lot on here, don't you? I might. I might just talk yeah. about Weezer a lot in <laughs> general. bringing up the Weeze. <laughs> tell you what, that cover album they just put out, it's a pile of shit. Is yeah, it? Not going to listen to that. Oh, just, just don't. Just let, let Blue Album and Pinkerton just live on in your life. I will. That, I even liked that green one. Yeah, okay. the green album was green good. Green had some okay stuff on it. Yeah, it was fun at yep. least. Yep. You know? Yeah, a little Island uh-huh. in the Sun action. Now, all of this story is told through some really unusual camera work. And I'm going to tell you guys, mm-hmm. there was... There was something that I read about this, and I thought about it afterwards, and I was going to see if you guys picked up on it. There's basically only three different camera angles in this movie. There are POV shots uh-huh. from her. There are over-the-shoulder shots of her. Yeah. And there are extreme close face shots of her. That is the entire movie. Mm. It's huh. only those three angles. And the the way the camera... The camera just flows. Like, yeah. everything flows. It... There, I don't think there are any hard cuts at any point, Mm-mm. really. No. It just all flows, which is what adds to this anxiety and fucking just anger that keeps building. And then as like, you're, you know, you're dealing with Eve is a terrible, like asshole to her. Oh man, she is such a fucking bitch. And she witnesses a murder in her home, which is seriously one of the greatest like acting moments from her I've ever seen. Yeah, like, yeah. But in this movie particularly, like she is Freaked, yeah. Um, all this shit happens, but it's slow. It's a slow development. Then that he releases his new poem or whatever, and it's just a fucking constant strain of shit that just the camera is just like all around the house, just constantly moving. Like, yeah. So and then like hard to deal with, but also really cool. Like those last scenes when just the general like house riot and stuff going on really remind me of like the end of um. What's it? Children of Men? Oh, that 20-minute, <gasps> yeah. like, yeah. all one-shot thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure this that scene was just all one-cut, yeah. too. It and felt like, like it, for they sure. They had to keep redoing Yeah, it. they had to keep... I assume they were moving sets, just moving them on. Surely they were, yeah. Because she was just like... Yeah, it was a constant, continuous sort of shot. Yeah. And it, that added to the anxiety. Like, a cut would have been, like, a respite. It would have been a moment yeah. to just be like... Oh my okay. god, yeah. But no, it just, just keeps constant, going. Like, Fuck you. It was, it was exhausting. Dude, yeah. like all the scenes in the movie where like people are showing up and then they leave after the the, the flood, quote yeah. unquote. And then they come back later and they're just wrecking the house and tearing shit up and repainting shit and busting down walls and <laughs> the pacing of the movie is really strange. It's yeah. very strange. It's a, yeah, it's got that just sort of slow build for the first half and yeah. then it's yeah. like Fast and the Furious for the second half. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw Vin Diesel, like, Tokyo Drifting. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was stealing a car back there. He was back there car stealing jacket. a car. He was like, me familia. It is one of the most <laughs> stressful movies I have ever watched. I was 
unbelievably just fucking stressed out watching I this know, movie. That's, I was just dreading it, watching it this last time. Yeah, yes. I just knew like the gambit of emotions I was gonna feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about it is too is you know okay this ties into like two central nightmare themes that I have as a constant through my life. One of them is I I am all the time having dreams about home disasters. Seriously. I'm all the time waking up from these extremely stressful like dreams. Or... Yeah, or like pipes busting oh. and stuff like that. Shit just breaking, falling down, roofs caving in, trees That's falling scary, on the house. Yeah. I'm constantly having nightmares about this stuff. So in this movie where she's got this huh. beautiful house and she's constantly fixing up and working on it and stuff, and then these people are just literally tearing it apart was like a scene from one of my nightmares. Yeah. But also, too, and this is something that, again, avid listeners of the show will remember because I've mentioned this before. Mm. I don't know if I've ever told you about this, Lindsay. But there was a dream that I had when I was maybe like four or five years old. <laughs> and I had like a brain-boiling fever. I was sick as shit. I had the flu or something like that. You remember like when you were a kid and you were sick and you'd have dreams and they would just be other dimensional weird right I had this dream and I seriously can't even remember what happened in it I don't remember the specifics of exactly what happened in the dream but I just remembered that there was some sort of like extremely huge like ruinous event where everything was destroyed everything was ruined and it fucked me up and my entire life because like I said it happened when I was like 4 or 5 my entire life, I will see certain things and they will trigger my mind and remind me of that dream. Hmm. It's oddly specific. It's very That's strange. So weird. I think I maybe talked about it on the first Elm Street episode maybe, or something yeah. like that. And it's always specific things. Like sometimes whenever I drive by a place and they're, they're doing like a bunch of road work and there's a bunch of like torn up pavement, like the roads like all crumble and torn up and stuff. I'll have this weird freaked out, like, it's almost like deja vu. That's so... No, you've never told me about this. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Certain things do it. There was, a, there was a tree that we used to walk by on, like, our walks with the dogs and stuff all the time. It was this tree that I think maybe it had either just rotted or got hit by lightning or something. It was this giant tree, and they had to, like, halfway cut it down because it just fallen over. I'd look at that thing and get really freaked out. <laughs> it's very bizarre. This movie had me tripping out. Constantly. For that entire like yeah. last 40 minutes of the movie. <laughs> wow. I mean, like I said, I'm used to experiencing these weird apocalyptic deja vu things like five seconds at a time. This is like 20, 20 fucking minutes of just this ruinous nightmare deja vu. It was really hard on me to watch this movie. <laughs> fucking exhausting. <laughs> now, um, some of the stress in this movie, too, comes from what fucking shits all these people are, starting with Adam and Eve, specifically Eve. Who She's is a real just bitch. a fucking bitch the whole time, man. Yeah. She uh, she has some real immediate issues with mother. Like, she just... She's not motherly. Yeah. She's not right. motherly at all. Right. Yeah. She she obviously has a favorite child and dislikes the other child. Like, I, I didn't get exactly why Eve immediately had the, like, sort of disdain for her and really just started digging into her immediately. Yeah. And I think that's also there, like her being such a shit and her and um, Adam just acting like such little brats. Yeah, they totally do. I think it's just there to show like from, again, from the biblical perspective, like what it must have been like to be God to be like, hey, I made this perfect world for you. Oh, God damn it. You're just going to fucking disobey me and do everything I said not to do. Yeah. yeah. You little fucking shits. Mm. Did you, do you remember the part 
after they broke the thing in his office, uh-huh. uh, they have sex. Yeah. Like, weird time, dude. Like, you're like you're about to get kicked yeah. out of someone's house, and you're just going to go have go sex. Go fuck, yeah. yeah. So, Jennifer Lawrence... Mother sees them, and then Michelle Pfeiffer comes to the door a second later, uh-huh. and she's like kind of covering herself, but like on her bra or on her shirt, there's a leaf. Oh like, no, yeah. shit! There so was, this, wasn't there? It was yeah. like green, wasn't it? Yeah. It's obviously like a representation yeah. of being kicked out of the garden, that. discovering that you're naked, yeah. etc. Well, yeah. a lot of people have said that, like the forbidden fruit was in the sex. garden was sex anyway. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, went in the study, then they yeah. went and had a bang, mm-hmm. and, that, and then they got kicked out that garden. What about Cain and Abel? What do you think about them two? Okay, sons? so that that point. Uh, I mean, because that happens right after what you're talking about. After she sees her at the door, she turns around and starts walking into her own goddamn foyer. And there's a man there who's like, who are you? What? <laughs> no. No. That's no. Like, I, I, her patience is insane Astounding. to me. Because yeah. I would be like, the fuck do you mean who am I? It's my house. The door. See it. Yeah. Like, what the like fuck? A- but yeah, like, the, the boys show up. And it's interesting because they're named. And I, I, like, really don't know what to make of this entirely, but they're named... Um, Is he an older son, younger son, or something no, like no, that? No, no, no. It's they're, not, it's not son, because it's actually... They mix it. It's older son and younger, younger brother. brother. Yeah. Really? Yes. One's so the son, one's Cain, the brother. Cain, older son, is in relation to his father. Abel is in relation to his brother. Hmm. Like That seems deliberate. That it is deliberate, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know... What it means, though, because I mean, in the Bible, Cain, like in the Bible, it makes no fucking sense. Cain gives God some stuff. He's like, hey, man, been farming for a while. Here's some uh, fruits and vegetables. God's like, fuck you. And then Abel's <laughs> like, hey, dude, here's a sheep. And God's like, my dude. Well, yeah. see, what people didn't understand is God was on the paleo diet back oh, then. Okay, yeah. That yeah. Makes so much sense. Yeah. He, was trying to get in, he was trying to get in ketosis so yeah. he could ditch some, some, some dad, some, yeah. you know, heavenly father bod. Which is. I, it's a, they did it. I mean, Ed Harris has got one. Yeah, right? he's got that dad bod. He's got that dad bod. Cain brought mean, him potatoes and carbs. He's like, I can't eat these. I can't eat this shit. Son of a bitch. But like, they do this. They do it well in the the movie of sort of representing that. Like, I don't know what the issue was. Yeah. Like, they never say. Like, it's Something it's about, about inheritance. Like, inheritance, or yeah. but it's like, but why why is he not getting his? Like, there's never any reasoning as to why one is getting more than the other, except. Right. That apparently Eve likes Abel more. Right. This the entire sequence of events, him murdering his brother, then running away, and then uh, him being like, yeah, we're just going to take him to the hospital. You stay here by yourself with a murderer on the loose. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> what what the fuck? Leave? That's like, this is a good place to address that she never leaves the house. Never. No. Never walks never out Never once. She's barefoot in that house all the time, too. You know, that was her idea. Yeah. To stay barefoot. So, yeah, so yeah. she would be like more connected to yeah. the house. Or you know, that's a good that. idea. But yeah, so like, but he, uh, so when Cain kills Abel, though, it leaves this spot behind that actually like yeah, that stays there spot, and yeah. like grows and changes and she tries to cover it up with a rug yeah. and all that jazz. Um, and so like I saw that as the mark of Cain, like Cain was supposedly okay. marked yeah, from yeah, then yeah. on. But you were saying earlier that Thomas had an idea and I liked it. This is a stain on humanity. Or yeah. Stain. The first murder. The it's first murder. The, it is the biggest stain on humanity mm-hmm. is that first moment when we were like, eh, I could just kill that guy. And that's ultimately what opens her up to the basement. Yes. Which has the oil down there. It's got yeah. a whole bunch of oil. <laughs> Where they keep a bunch of used motor oil to <laughs> heat the house? I guess so. Yeah. I bet that place smelled funky. 
I bet it did. Bunch of 10W30 in there just hanging I bet a up. lot of like motorheads would show up though and they'd be like, hey, what you running over? <laughs> I got a big block down that basement. <laughs> I can smell it from here. <laughs> My basement runs on a 350. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, the blood though, like it, it like seeps through and opens up this deep passage, which you could refer to as hell basically. Yeah. Yeah. That opens up the possibility of hell. Like, th- it was there. She had gone down to the basement before and saw that, like, it had been sort of, like... It looked like one of the doors in Zelda where there'd be a, a, a wall you yeah, could break down. Yeah, it would be obvious you need to put a bomb there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she sees it, but, like, you know, it's not till the blood hits it that that sort of dissolves it and opens up the way to hell, which is also where she then eventually ends up destroying the house when all of these insane people murder her child and beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Like, she goes down to hell and uses the fire of hell to cleanse it. Like, that I that's reckon. an interesting concept. Like a tool song. Yeah, it's, it's like a tool, like a tool song. song. <laughs> exactly right. And, you know, speaking of a child getting murdered and speaking all that it. kind of stuff, let's talk about some of the more controversial elements of this movie because, you know, again, the big shiny declaration I, I knew about this movie is a baby gets killed. But I didn't know that. There's was, more fucked up stuff in this I movie. I was surprised a little bit. I well, mean, the moment she had a baby, I was like, well, that baby's not going to make this it. This can't end well. Also, too, like with that being a representation of, I assume, the, the Christ child, he didn't get killed unwillingly as a baby. He died willingly as, a, as, a, as an adult. But in this case, his father still did give him up, which is kind of the story of Jesus. Like, it's not so much Jesus as a voluntary victim. Jesus was supposed to be, like free of sin yeah. as innocent yeah. as a baby right anyways. so basically the same thing what do you think about seeing that baby get all killed Lindsay? was it fun <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fucked up like i just felt it coming yeah i kind of figured it's where it was going so i yeah they're all like they're basically he's crowd surfing yeah he's doing, he's doing it's like bonnaroo there yeah. for a second and he's like a beach hear, ball at a nickelback concert you hear that snap <laughs> and it's oh, like snap oh it's really well done they used a couple like actual young babies and then a very realistic looking yeah. prosthetic whenever like i guess his neck breaks <laughs> you say they used a couple of actual young babies and just broke their necks and then recorded that i do a couple I'll, takes i'll tell you it was definitely different watching it in the theater before I had my baby, and then after oh, I had yeah. my baby, yeah, I bet like, it I bet. becomes much Every more real. Sort of horror movie that has to do with children. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna watch that. Yep. Like I, for the past two times of watching it, I just I don't watch the same. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, there's not much to gain from watching no, it. Honestly, I know it happens. Yeah. Like, Can I risk sounding like a completely desensitized, please, maniac asshole? Go for it. I didn't think it was like all that bad. I've seen so much worse. Yeah, like is that fucked up? No, no it's you, not. You have a horror mu- movie podcast. Like you've yeah. seen we've, some shit. We've yeah. seen The Witch. Remember, a baby gets turned into a poultice. That they do. They grind it up into yeah. a paste. But it's like in this, it's like okay. And don't get me wrong. God, I'm not at all trying to say like a, a fucking newborn child being uh, killed and ripped apart and eaten isn't right. fucked up. I'm just saying what they showed us in this movie. I didn't think it was that, like, mm-hmm. traumatic or anything like that. I mean, yeah, the baby's neck breaks, and then you kind of see, like, kind of some a little rib cage, a little gore yeah. or whatever. Everything that happened before then, I mean, like, nothing shocking. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, then, honestly, like the thing that really shocked me more was the beatdown that she gets afterwards. Because yeah, she finally yeah. asserts herself. I this felt finally bad watching that. Like she, she said, a, a, she's asserted herself with like get out, etc., and then like not wanting them to be in that room with them. But she finally like stands up for herself, and they beat the fuck. Like it is. And they're not fun like to a watch. Whore and a slut and all this stuff. It? Like some of that looked. It so looked real. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they calling, definitely... yeah they're calling like fat pig and stuff. So they're yeah. saying the shit that like women hear. Well, and again, from it's, 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 it's the like, kind of shit that you see women get on social media and stuff. Yeah. Just bringing it back to current creator times and stuff too. Right. You know. Oh shit! That actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, that's what lot, I saw out of it. A lot that does happen a lot too, or like girlfriends of artists and yeah, stuff. Will yeah, yeah, you'll see some movie star that on. has a girlfriend that looks like a normal person, and people are like, oh, she's fat. Yeah, I wouldn't go near. She's too fucking fat for me. Yeah, just horrible shit. But, but that that was hard to watch. That beating is just is just awful. Extremely hard to watch and very very convincing. And too, one of the other special effects kind of gore shots that I thought was insane is like, there's one of those like SWAT team guys that busts in, and he's like, oh, we're gonna take you away, whatever. And he gets like the whole top half of his head blown off. Oh yeah, yeah that was Whoa. crazy. That was jarring and brutal. Kind of reminded me of the kind of violence that you see in like, um, like Drive or History of Violence, yeah. where you're not expecting it, so it just really pulls a rug out from under you. You know, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Ooh. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky said there was more effects uh-huh. in this movie than in Noah. Really? What? Like count wise? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's bizarre. That is interesting. What do you guys think about the soundtrack or lack thereof? Man, I I like that it was silent most of the time. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we we should point out that there was, like, Johannes Johansson made a soundtrack for it. That's news to me. That's Completely soundtrack, wonderful score that uh, Aronofsky loved, he liked, and they both agreed that it shouldn't be in the movie. I think he was just feeling some of that creator guilt that I was feeling while I was watching the movie. He he's like, the movie. He was he was like, like you know what? Fuck, take my <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think I'd be better off if I just Honey, wasn't let's here, go guys. To dinner or something. I'm sorry. How are you? <laughs> yeah. One of the reasons why I think this is such a cool movie, even though I'll never watch it again, like Darren Aronofsky is kind of hidden behind soundtracks for a while. Like, oh, he yeah. definitely uses right. it to. Oh, when I think of Requiem really, for yeah, a Dream, yeah. I hear yeah. bam, 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 bam. Yeah, exactly. That's all I think about. Black Swan. That's yeah. central. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like he really kind of made himself a little more vulnerable than yeah. normal by just having this silent soundtrack. Yeah. And then I also read that, like, even the noises that the house makes is actually sounds from Jennifer Lawrence that That's they, bizarre. like... That, messed around with or something. That's I, real interesting. I didn't look into it too much, but I thought that that was really neat. You're talking about all the like, creaks and groans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the creaks of the house, I guess, was that's her weird. somehow. So if, that, if that's her, and the house does have a heartbeat, and we know that when she burns, her heart is a crystal, and he says, I am I, which means I am God, Yeah. Uh, you were home, meaning hmm. you were the house. Like, like all, all this keeps fucking swimming in my head because it's like each one of these ideas could fit into some mold, but not one of them is exactly right. I feel like that is religion and life mm-hmm. and yeah. everything that has to do with like planet Earth and global right. warming. Like it, everything is freaking connected, not connected, yeah. not to sound like you know. No, no, you're right, and it's all space about space cadet. 
Yeah, it's all about. It leaves it up to interpretation, and there's so many possible interpretations. There's like a, a million explanations for everything in the yeah. movie, but yeah. I do not understand the yellow stuff she's taking. Come on, okay, no. that's that's one of those things. It's weird. I don't get. She periodically puts this like yellow effervescent powder in water and drinks yeah. it, but after she's pregnant, she puts it all in a turlet and flushes it. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently. Why? Well, and apparently too, like this is one of those things which. Again, it's frustrating. After Aronofsky said what the whole movie is about, mm-hmm. he also said that he will basically go to his grave never telling anybody what the yellow powder was about. Really? Yes. He oh, specific like somebody asked him about it, and he specifically All said, right. "I will keep that a secret." I think you just forgot to edit it out. <laughs> no yeah. shit, right? <laughs> I'll tell you. He told me. He told I, you about yeah. it. Ew. It's that stuff from Pulp Fiction when they opened it's up what's the in briefcase. The suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> That's now it. it makes sense. Um, I, I do think, though, that it, it... I think it probably represents sunlight or starlight. Yeah. That it's... Because um, there's an idea in Jewish mysticism that uh, the, the feminine is a reflection like the moon. Like the feminine is the moon reflecting the sun. So the, mm-hmm. a woman is like reflecting this glory from from another. So she's... Anytime she starts to feel... And she only takes it when she feels like basically like the house is out of control like she doesn't have control of the house she starts to see it reburning basically then she runs and takes it and then everything's okay again so it's like she's re-ingesting this sunlight from god that yeah. reminds her of her um role or her purpose or whatever and then she's fine again if anything could have been left out that could have been. Yeah, right? Yeah. That and that, that, that thing in the, in the toilet. What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, the thing in the toilet. It's yeah. an interesting movie, y'all. It's definitely an interesting one. And I mean, the I fact that... I feel like as tired now <laughs> just talking about it yeah. as I do watching it. Yeah, it's I know. Just... It's, it's exhausting to watch. It's exhausting to think about. It's one of those that like... I can't imagine the next time I'm going to watch this movie. I think the next time I watch this movie will be to show this movie to someone. It's Which one of those. Which is Lindsay did. Yeah. That'll be true for me, too, because I'll be watching it with Emily before she hears this episode. Well, so, again, like, no, that's the only no. reason I can imagine doing it. Maybe cause... maybe that's, again, how this movie works as a hyper-ultra-meta movie. Is He goes through this whole thing, he burns it down, and then what does he do? He does it again with somebody else. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> this movie is just about you watching this movie. God fucking damn it. Damn it. I think we just figured out why the critics hated it. Maybe they caught that pretty quickly. <laughs> Maybe we took too long to get it. They it were just like, that. so the movie's about me watching the movie? Cool. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any closing thoughts about it before we rate this thing up? I feel like, like, I mean, you could talk about it forever and ever and ever yeah, and definitely not those. really get anywhere, honestly. Like, I feel like, seriously, it, the movie, again, this is fucking stupid meta shit that's really starting to hurt my brain, where we have talked about this movie we've gone through all the fucking chaos to just be back at the point where we wake up in the bed and say baby like we're all just <laughs> back at that fucking point like we didn't right. go anywhere right 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 it is the cycle of the movie yeah. we're back at the beginning <laughs> circle of life yeah. but I still birth, enjoyed it <laughs> birth life death repeat yep repeat. I feel fortunate to have watched this in a perspective that I think a lot of people haven't. I mean, I, I think to a lot of people that watch this movie, it needs to be very confused or just be about, you know, be like, oh, it's about the B-I-B-L-E. That's a book for <laughs> Basic me. Basic instructions before leaving Earth, brother. Is that right? 
God, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But you know, it's like I feel like me being a narcissistic asshole made this a much more interesting watch. Don't I, don't be so mean to yourself. Oh, I, yeah. I can't help it. Can't help. I just can't help it. <laughs> My country boner it won't, won't go, go down. down. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go down. It won't go down. It, it had to work its way here. Pussy fur. It had to be in here. <laughs> I don't know. I understand people not liking this movie, but for me, it connected with me on a lot of levels that I had never really seen represented in any movie before. So I got to say, I really enjoyed it. If I'm going to mm-hmm. toss this thing a, a one to ten, I think I would probably say like, I'm going to say a solid eight. It's extremely well made, okay. but just the, the lack of like, good. I want to see it again soon right. keeps it from being like a 10. I think it's an 8. Again, I know I'm in the minority there. Most people hate this fucking movie. They do, yeah. Yeah. What you say, girl? Well, I haven't really rated anything before, but I would say, yeah, 7. <laughs> seven, 7 or 8, just because yeah. you can tell how much hard work was put into oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. And every, I feel like everyone gave it their all. They really Absolutely yeah. so. I love a passion project. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, three months of rehearsal before this movie was Good even God. shot. Incredible. And that is not a when thing you do happen? with movies very often. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, Passion Project. I love the same things. Like, I love that he put so much of himself into it. I love that Jennifer Lawrence gave so much. Like, it's just people giving their all. Maybe in the end it doesn't have as deep a meaning as they want it to, mm-hmm. or maybe in the end it has so much of a deep meaning that we still haven't even touched it. Right. Uh, either way, it's a well-shot movie. Looks good. I enjoy it. I'm going to go between you guys seven and a half. Seven and a half. Overall, I do recommend. Woo-woo. I look forward to hearing what our dead and lovely listeners have to say about this. Be sure to let us know on the uh, Facebook group or the Discord group or the uh, YouTube comments if you're listening to this on the YouTube. Oh, just yeah. wherever you can let us know what you think, please do. And be sure to rate and review on iTunes. It just takes a second, but my Lord have mercy, does it ever help us out a lot. Go on there, rate and review. It just takes you about five seconds to do and you get hours upon hours of podcast and enjoyment that's true afterwards I've Steve, heard of where can they follow us on At social media dead lovely pod on twitter and instagram we have a facebook group dead and lovely mm, horror movie podcast we group. Do. we also have a gmail dead and lovely pod at gmail.com and we have a discord that uh, at this point, I believe we have already initiated our Patreon. So Woo! if you're a Patreon subscriber, get on that Discord. You can talk to us directly if you just pay a little monies. Yay! I'd like to thank Lindsay, Mother of the Year. That's true. For want- being on this show. Thank you so much for being a guest. I hope it's not the last time. I really enjoy having a, a female perspective on the show. We're just a bunch of penises. It's been a blast. On here. Yeah. Just Thank sword you guys fighting. so much for having me. <laughs> no. Even though it's so past ours. my bedtime. Yeah. Oh, about time, about time <laughs> to go to bed. About time to go to bed. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here, Lindsay. And uh, you guys are the fucking best. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be covering one by request for the mean, the good old uh, notorious RDM, Roger Dean Miller. That Mm -hmm. guy has given us so many beers over the course of our show and just been such a super handsome dude. He's our homeboy, yeah. He's our number one homeboy. And he put in a request that we cover Frontiers. Yeah. And he he did disclaim this by saying... It's not a great movie. Cool. So, if anybody out there is like, fuck Frontiers and fuck Roger Miller, 
No, he he just wanted us to watch it. So that's what we're gonna do. I've never seen it before. You ever seen it? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had me watch it. It was on Shutter before. Uh, it reminded me of like a French Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So like oh. a, I don't know Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that one. Who's the guy in it? In Frontiers. Is that my number one? No, no, you wouldn't. Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay, okay, it's not no. Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> He's from Belgium. Is this the guy from Nashville? Also. Oh, Roger yes. D. Miller. Yeah. I yes. met him. Met oh, did you? Really? Yeah, you met the art notorious oh, RDM. Cool. Yeah, that's right. He was there hanging out pretentious with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roger's the man. He's, He's just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Looks like him Duke boys is at it again. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Dead and Lovely. You guys have been fantastic. We have been Ben. And Steve. And Lindsay. Oh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye now.